The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in The Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. We are live. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. Welcome to the WrestleMania Hangover edition of the Rough House podcast. Bro. Oh, man. There's there's only been a few times I can remember where I've been this exhausted. (laughs) But. Yeah. uh, it was a great weekend. <laughs> yeah. It was just very, very busy, and um, my body hates me for it. it I, I Totally understandable. Um, it's for those who are wondering about a timestamp as to when we are recording this, because, you know, Realm Network has their distribution system. When, sure. when we get it done, it doesn't necessarily just go immediately out to the Internet. Um, so this is 6.40 p.m. on Monday. Yes. That we are recording this. Um uh, not sure when folks are going to hear this, but probably the post mania raw will be in, in the, the swing books. of things. Yeah, yeah. If not already done. Um, so we don't know any of that yet when we're right. talking about this. So there, there could be some things that, that have gone on, but uh, you know, we'll talk about what we know about up until this point, um, sure. but it was a, a long week of professional wrestling <laughs> technically got started on Wednesday. There were shows on Wednesday night, Chris. On Wednesday yeah. night, there were shows. Oh, I know. And really, since we recorded last Sunday, our last episode, we didn't even talk about the go home stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was it was go home. We're on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Uh, including th- the best angle in modern history, if you ask me, with uh, <laughs> the three ladies getting arrested and fucking Ronda Rousey going full Ronnie Dobbs and fucking just uh, 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 Chris, are you a Mr. Show fan by chance? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not uh, not too familiar. Oh. All I really know is Titanica. That's about okay. Spot. Okay, Ronnie Dobbs was a recurring character on Mr. Show. Okay. Uh, basically, he was the guy on Cops most regularly. Uh, he's God. best known for his catchphrase, "Y'all are brutalizing me." 
every time he got arrested. And that's all I could think of, especially when Rhonda popped up in the fucking front of the cop car and drives the cop car into another cop car. Uh, While wearing handcuffs, which I'm not sure how she got it into drive. But hey, you know, you know what? Uh, It's professional wrestling. You keep your Uh, secrets. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, incredible angle. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there was anything remotely as interesting on SmackDown, although I think there was a good uh, Brian Kofi promo. Correct. There uh, was. Yeah. We, Bo- both really, really, really sold the match. So yeah. not that it really needed selling, but they, they brought it home uh, in, in a really good way. They got me even more excited for it. So uh, right. and I believe uh, in, in last week in Rowan T-shirts, it was the uh, the band Tyr, T-Y-R, mm-hmm. from, the, from the Faroe Islands. That's F-A-R-O-E yeah. Islands. Um, so they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're kind of like a, a lighter version of a Monomarth. So if you're into a Viking-y sort of thing, um, I, I, I can almost guarantee that War Raiders would if they don't already enjoy them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, good, good stuff there for the, uh, for the, for the metal t-shirts of Eric Rowan. Yeah. And uh, thank you to the uh, rough house listener who actually sent along Chris. I hope you saw it. I did. Uh, there's a, there's a spreadsheet yep. of all of the Rowan. I believe that t-shirts. was Jen. Yeah. Thank you yes. for that. Thank you for that. And uh, I mean, obviously he peaked with power wolf. I mean, you're never going to top power wolf, but right. Well, I mean, keep I will. Alive. I will say, and and we'll get to it. Uh, his mania choice kind of lacking. Uh, well, kinda you know, lacking. if he's if he's sticking to metal during SmackDowns and horror during pay per views, because at um, uh, uh, Rumble when he came back, when he made his return, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. uh, wearing a Tom Savini shirt, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That's so true. It's kind of in that that same vein. I don't remember what he had on at Fastlane. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure it's in the spreadsheet that I don't feel like looking up right now. But anyway, yes, you know. we got a we got a lot to get into, <laughs> uh, and 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 I will I will admit my cardinal sin as a professional wrestling fan. I have not watched Takeover yet. I've I've only got two matches in. Okay, so yeah, okay. I uh, so basically my week uh, my last week was was bonkers, and then leading up to mm-hmm. the bonkers Same. weekend. So I worked all day and all night on Friday, and then we left uh, my my crew. Uh, rolled up Saturday morning. We left at 8 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. We drove. You trained. You're much yes. smarter than we are. Um. <laughs> well, it's debatable. See, my train, because we were uh, late in purchasing tickets, mm. uh, I had the 6.05 train. Yes. Um, 6.05 a.m. So I had to get up at uh, 4.30 yeah. on Saturday morning. Um so that I mean, yeah, so that that's why I haven't watched Takeover because I went to bed like an adult, yeah. uh, which proved to be the smarter move, all things considered, considering mm-hmm. how long that Saturday went. Uh, but we both ended up in town, not that uh, not that far from each other in terms of timing. Yeah, um, no, you got there a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, quicker, but I, I drove. We were staying in Clifton, New Jersey, which was about four or five miles from MetLife Stadium, um, about west. Um, So we went straight to the hotel and then took an Uber. Uber. (laughs) I want to talk to you about Uber. Get you in. Yeah, you and you and everybody else. Well, Everybody else getting around Mania weekend, as I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to find out more about as this this story continues. Yeah, the the Uber the Uber and Lyft people made uh, a killing this weekend. They made a Ron Killings this weekend. So yes. um, so yeah, we Ubered into uh, Midtown uh, right to the Hilton for WrestleCon. 
Um, and then, you know, briefly right after we walked in, basically, we took a we took a peek at the the first floor, which is where all the heavy hitters were. Your your mm-hmm. Bret Hart was there, your Nash, your HBK, um, your Eva Marie's, your um, you know. Yeah, who would have thought that she would be in that mix? <laughs> to be fair, for whatever fucking reason, she had one of the longer lines when we walked in there. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if these are Big Brother fans. I don't know if these people who just miss all red everything, but she had a tower of pops that she was signing. And a very significant line. Meanwhile, Double uh, A, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, zero line. I walked mm-hmm. right up to Arn Anderson, gave his wife thirty dollars, and got a photo with him. So uh, <laughs> worth it, uh, by yeah. the way. Um, but yeah, zero line for Arn Anderson. Ricky the Dragon was right next to him. had had a solid line. Um, you know, Shiki had a line. Uh, yeah. Who else was there? Slaughter doing his full full bit. There was there was you know Teddy that- Long was in that yeah. section when yeah. I went through it. Yeah. Um, I, Bret Hart was over there. Yep. Uh, I, I can't recall. Oh, uh, Road Warrior Animal also yes. was over there. And he lets you put um, the, the the spiky pads on. So that was that was a cool part of the gimmick. Uh, that was cool. Uh, there was another booth though where I thought it was kind of weird. I think it was actually Vader's kid running it. Uh, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, there was a booth where you could pay money to put on Vader's old smoke blowing headdress. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was not so much at WrestleCon for the meet and greets as much as you were right. as I was there for the gawk and stairs followed by <laughs> pancakes and pile drivers, a show right. that I only watched like half of, um, although, you know, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it, it was, uh, it was a fun show because it was free, uh, basically mm-hmm. the, the gimmick for that. And, uh, the, the other WrestleCon show, I think that was when they did the U S versus the world show was basically, if you had a pass to go to WrestleCon, um, you could go have a general mission seat for these shows for free. Yeah. So, uh, for me and my buddy, Mark, there's going to be two marks in this story. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> there's going to be many marks, but two yeah, people that's true. Mark. Uh, so me and my buddy Mark, because you know we got into town at like ten or so, and, mm-hmm. and our only thing on the schedule for the day was, uh, in general, go to New Japan, and for Mark, uh, try to get good pizza. Um, <laughs> it, it was just like, oh, what the hell? Let's kill some time. Let's let's go to WrestleCon and and yeah. catch you know a free show or at least as much as ones we could tolerate. I gotta say, not a bad show by any means, but not really one I'd write home about. Um, no, it was more I, of just seeing people, not so much right you know, stories being told. You know, it was it was a it had a fun indie show atmosphere with a lot of yeah. people that if you follow the indies, you'd probably recognize, and a couple yeah. of people that I hadn't even heard of that I was like, okay, I may have to check these guys out. Team Tremendous, yeah. in your way here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the timing of the weekend specifically for my, for my crew uh, worked out really well on a lot of mm-hmm. different fronts. Mm-hmm. Like we made great time driving up to the city. We made a decent time, you know, taking the Uber in wasn't a ton of traffic in there. Um, perfect time as we, you know, as we were texting each other, coordinating a, a meetup to say, Hey, the show was just beginning pancakes. Right, and right. drivers. So I walked into cage, David Starr and um, moose moose. Yeah, I walked into the moose chance happening. So I was like, okay, this is great. Perfect timing. So, you know, watch that quick little fun match. And then, uh, you know, we went and uh, shook each other's hands. And uh, then Pentagon and Phoenix came out and I lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, they were doing. There were a lot of multi-person to, yeah. to do's on this. Uh, if, if I had to describe the vibe of the Pancakes and Pile Driver show, it was basically like the Muppet Show, but instead of Muppets, it was indie wrestlers. Let's <laughs> just throw as many of these suckers as we could because it was literally uh, a three-way match 
followed by a tag team gauntlet, right. followed by a 20 man scramble, followed by a six man Haas fight. And that's right. when I just went, I've seen enough professional wrestlers for the day. Yeah. And then knowing what I was going to see that evening, let's walk the floor and, and, and check out, uh, sure. you know, just, just who was there. Um, but the, 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 um, the tags, uh, uh, tag gauntlet. I was gonna say scramble. That was not a scramble. It was no, a gauntlet. Was a gauntlet. Very, yep. very, very key difference there. Yes. Uh, it, it did have uh, Penta and Phoenix, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I've never had a chance to see them live. Uh, it had LAX, another duo I've never had a chance to see live, and right. of course the aforementioned team Tremendous. It who ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So hey, I got to to basically you know, punch the card of seeing a few notable indie names sure. uh, before, you know, heading to MSG that evening. Um, so you basically were just going nuts with the, uh, the meets and the greets and, and uh, you and I have, have discussed on the show previously that basically for me, the enjoyment isn't like, Oh, I need a photo of this moment. I need an autograph. Of this right. moment. I like the weird Stanley style cameos. These people have in my life. How yeah. briefly, which worked out very much in my favor that afternoon, uh, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, you're just like, oh, here's someone who breathed the same air as Lucha Underground. Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, uh, no judgment, no judgment, mind. Well, look, here's the thing. I've I've had some access to Lucha Underground, as everybody who's been listening to the show for a while knows. I'm the biggest mark of Lucha Underground you'll ever see. So I've been out right. there twice, and I've had some good access to people. I've interviewed people. I've shook people's hands and talked to them, whatever. But it, it's one of those situations when you're out there, mostly when this stuff happened, they're not in their gear and they're like in between workouts or like prep meetings or something like that. So it, it wasn't wasn't an opportunity for photos. And I'm a photo guy. I like getting photos, uh, you know, with people, um, you know, have my buddy Derek and Eric are more autograph people. Mm-hmm. Uh, autographs mm-hmm. don't really do anything for me personally. I like, you know, just uh, to document uh, shaking somebody's hand or something like that. So, yes, sure. um, for the Lucha people, of which there were more than a few, um, I, I, I went around and, uh, you know, I got to talk to them about it because I wore a Lucha Underground hoodie there, naturally. Yeah. Um, and I also had a Pentagon shirt on underneath, so clearly i'm a dork um but i was wearing a Jushin liger shirt all day so true. no judgment here we were we were with our own um but yeah i, I got to speak with uh with luchasaurus uh talk about uh you know that going on a little bit and he gave me the scoop that he wasn't going to be in the honor rumble that night because only contracted uh performers were uh, were able to to do that and we'll get to that later on um mm-hmm. so i hit luchasaurus uh joey ryan who was not in a very great mood um, but that's you know, weird figure. It was a big weekend for him. Yeah. And, I'm, and he had a short line. And it was 10 bucks for a photo. So I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. 10 bucks for Joey yeah. Ryan. Okay. Uh, Johnny Mundo. Um, he, you know, he spent a couple minutes talking to me about, you know, about Lucha and, uh, you know, obviously all the stuff going on with him. Taya wasn't there at the time, unfortunately. Uh, so didn't get a photo with her, but got, uh, who else did I get? Uh, went downstairs after that show, the pancakes and pile driver show ended and the, the guys there were manning their tables. So, uh, cage bought a t-shirt from cage and, and got mm-hmm. a photo with the machine. Um, uh, Matt cross, Always mm-hmm. super nice guy. Photo with him. Talk Lucha there. Uh, I feel like I'm missing uh, a couple, but I I know uh, you met Caitlin. I did. Here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who, by the way, I did not recognize at all. 
No, like, she is. Yeah, she looks. Uh, she's got she's, like a whole scenester undercut thing going on right now. Yeah, it's weird. She's kind of gone through different phases of of her appearance. You know, there was back not to- saying I disliked it though. No, I was I was no. actually a big fan of this. Yes, life. yes, very much. There was there was Chickbusters. You know, Divas Champ Caitlyn. There was yeah married to that destructive dude bodybuilder Caitlyn, and now they're uh, Celeste. And now there's kind of you know the new the new Celeste. Um, she was super sweet. Um, you know, chatted for a minute or two, uh, got the photo there. So she was, she was, uh, one of the ones higher on my list, uh, mm-hmm. to get, and, uh, a double a Arnie Anderson, like I said earlier, and, uh, another one, which if you would have told me, you know, six months ago that I would pay to get a photo taken with Christian, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I become such a fan of the, the ENC pod and especially him and just his personality and the way he the way he is on his podcast that I was like, OK, I need to I need to go talk to Christian. And he was super nice. Um, you know, I asked if he was smell, uh, if, if he knew where I could get a pulse package uh, T-shirt, which is, his, <laughs> uh, you know, if you never listen to the show, it's kind of like his alter ego sort of thing. It's great. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, I, I had fun walking around. Um, you know, we kind of broke off my group. There were four of us. It was me, my buddy, Mark, and then my yeah. friends, Derek and Eric, uh, <laughs> which, which does not make this confusing at all, by the way, to have yeah. two Marks, a Derek and an Eric, by the right. way, Derek, Eric, lovely guys. Couldn't tell you which one was which. If you put a gun in my head, uh, Eric's the taller one. Um, so <laughs> either way. So yeah, we, we spent some time walking around the comic, you know, juggled through the floors and went up, you know, and around and, uh, you know, just, just took it all in laughed at some people's expense and um yeah you know. some of it was very surreal like yeah the the fact that mantar and nwo sting were there thanks to gcw the fact that fucking onita is just hanging out signing autographs was weird yeah. and sad really, ultimo dragon in the yeah, corner sad ultimo dragon uh not not really engaging with anybody in the corner he was the closest i came to being like i want to go talk to a guy yeah. and i realized the primary thing i would have to talk to him about is uh toramon slash dragon gate which is a company he started and then got ousted from yeah so probably not the direction you should go in in conversation with that guy yeah so. probably yeah, you probably made a, a smart choice but it was weird just you know just walking around and you know bumping into famous wrestlers you know yeah, I, yeah. I bumped into funaki no less than three times just walking yeah. around and funaki was at one point at a table with onita and um takamichi noku just oh, all, yeah. just hanging out chilling and, and talking so uh, i'll tell you aside from rick flair who obviously you know is the star of any con he's at sure rob van dam had the most consistently long line of the entire day he was up there. Also up there were uh, Trish Stratus and, Trish Lita. and Lita. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. kind of next to Flair with really long lines going all the way through. Um, yeah, they both made out. They all made out really, really well. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was a lot of people there. Both people aligned with WWE and people not, and people you know from all all different kinds of. Uh, past promotions current promotions mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that there was some fun march I, I bought a little uh pentagon um little uh plush keychain plush to keychain. Do. Yeah, yeah yeah that was that was yeah. a, a nice little thing for five bucks so you know it, it was fun um i probably went a little harder than i expected to but i got over overwhelmed with my lucha friends oh marty the moth was the other one that i talked to yeah. i talked to him for a really long time and he let me he had the lucha underground championship with him so he and he let me uh you know hold the title i, I, I literally stood there 
just admiring this title, which was heavy as balls, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. A number sure. of minutes as we talked about it. I told him I was there the night he wanted. And we were talking, you know, about that and how, I, you know, his uh, girlfriend was there or fiance. I'm not sure if they're married or not, uh, was there. And I was like, yeah, we sat next to you. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah, was yeah, not yeah. creepy at all. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, so it was a good time at WrestleCon, and then at that point, the, the con was pretty much wrapping down, and we still had a couple hours to go before MSG. So uh, my my bros and I, we left. We started walking past this Scottish Pride Parade or whatever. Yeah, there was there was a gigantic bagpipe parade going on right. in the middle of Manhattan, uh, which I looked into it. WWE PR did not send Drew McIntyre to, which is a total fucking dropping of a ball. I mean, they had Hell a fucking yeah. bagpipe band out for maybe that's where they got them, but still <laughs> they had a fucking bagpipe band out for him at mania and nothing otherwise. Yeah. Uh, swinging a miss there. Yeah. You, you, somebody should be fired for that. Uh, that right. person should be fired for that. And whoever leaked the t-shirt online. Um, but that's a whole other thing. We'll get to <laughs> in a minute. Uh, so yeah, we fought through that, grabbed some grub. And then, then we met up outside of the world's most famous arena. Yeah. So, uh, to, to sort of talk about my side of things, basically when I left WrestleCon, it was a little bit earlier than you mm -hmm. did. Cause again, I'm, I'm more the, Oh, that's fun to spot that person. But I, I don't really, yeah. I, I think, it's not my thing. Um, so I went to my hotel and I scored a really sweet deal to stay at the Hotel Pennsylvania, which is literally behind Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. And at no point did I start putting 101 together up until I got there. So when we first went there in the morning to try to see if we could check in early, we couldn't. Uh, I'm standing there trying to scout the line to actually get to the check-in desk and all that. And this broad-shouldered Asian dude walks past me head-to-toe in New Japan workout gear. And I just go, wait a minute. Is that fucking Goto? And once I saw the New Japan gear, again, kind of not really hiding the fact of who he is, I'm like, oh, shit. I wonder if this is where everyone is. And then, you know, I just start looking around and fucking uh, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton are, are hanging out, sitting in the lobby, talking, look like they tied one on the night before. Uh, <laughs> and then when we actually got to check in, that was the time where apparently everyone was parading from the hotel to MSG. Saw Jay White, saw Bad Luck Fale, saw uh, Haku. <laughs> yeah. No, he was going to be there. Haku popped up, uh, saw Tanahashi saw Okada, saw Shibata, saw uh, Ibushi. And the part that was particularly funny about Ibushi was, one, he was brought downstairs by Tanahashi, and then they literally put a guy on Ibushi. <laughs> like, it was, you could tell it was some, like, New Japan New Japan intern guy, like, you know, some yeah. nerdy-looking guy with glasses wearing, like, a New Japan zip-up. Like, you sure. could tell it was his job to be the body guy of Ibushi. Mm -hmm. I like, don't know if it was take eyes off this glorious golden star. Like, I didn't know if it was to fight off fangirls or to make sure he crossed Fan the street boys. and actually got into the room. Well, right. Look, I, I, I almost fainted from the lack of blood in my head. I'll, I'll oh. be honest. He's he, he is just as beautiful in real life as you'd expect. And Tana's so. mane is wow off the fucking chain mm -hmm. uh in real life but uh it, it was just so crazy to be like oh shit there's so, so oh shit there's that guy oh shit like and, and nice. i'm and i'm fighting from like completely marking out uh i did blow it um the next morning uh because my buddy mark says to me shabbat is right there and i turn around 
not realizing Shibata is literally next to me. He goes, oh, where's fucking Shibata? And he's, <laughs> he's oh, no, he's right. He's right near shot. And oh, shit. Did he, yeah. Did you make Did you meet eyes? Uh, he, he immediately darted his eyes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that weird. <laughs> it was, it was the second guy who, who I, who we unintentionally pissed off. Uh, I, I should double back to say this. When we went to leave WrestleCon, um, we're, you know, finding our bearings on the, you know, the, the different New York streets. Cause all you have to do is figure out the grid, but you need right. to figure out where you are on the grid. Yeah. Well, we're walking around, we're looking and this guy just turns to my buddy Mark and I and goes, do you know what street this is? And my buddy Mark just laughs because he doesn't know where he is. But we realize, A, this is a little person. And B, this is Hornswoggle. And he now <laughs> thinks my friend is laughing at his existence as a dwarf. Right. And that's not at all what was happening. It was just like, it's ridiculous that you're asking me where I am. But yeah, we pissed off Hornswoggle. So... <laughs> That's we we got heat with Hornswoggle. That's where we're at at this point in our lives. Um, that's uh, that's a solid story. Most the closest I can come to that is um, <laughs> we were it was towards the end of the con and Tessa Blanchard had just finished her pro photo <laughs> shoot. She was still in her ring gear because I guess she was on that show earlier, yeah. um, or a show somewhere. Um, yes. So she was like rushing towards the bathroom to one use it and be change. And she is currently uh, dating Daga who uh, is uh, of Lucha Underground fame. So he's just on his phone outside of the bathroom waiting for Tessa to change. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm never going to see this guy again. I'm going to go be that guy. So yeah. I walked up to Daga and I was like, hey, man, uh, hey, Daga, you mind taking a photo? He's like, yeah, sure. You know, fine. Uh, and you know, he was fine. He smiled. And then, you know, I left and walked away. I felt a little bit bad about it. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like Daga is at that point in his career. Like, oh, hey, maybe somebody recognized me. That's he, he is on that way up. Yeah. Where be i think being recognized by uh and no offense to you chris but generic wrestling fan yeah is probably like oh shit i'm getting somewhere right um, and i was I also mean, wearing a lucha underground hoodie as i said so right you know, right uh, probably, and, probably adds a little to it i mean he ended up retweeting you at the end of the day he did because so. i tweeted that said i felt bad about bothering him waiting for his girlfriend outside of the bathroom uh but he was nice about it anyway and then he you know subtweeted it with a with a laughing emoji i'm like all right cool dog was cool with it yeah. So. so the the main event for us on Saturday was yes. as we've been talking about on the show for weeks and weeks and weeks. We went to MSG. We went to the Garden for the historic G1 Supercard, mm -hmm. Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And man, was it a tale of two cities! If, uh, oh boy, <laughs> oh. was it ever? And I, you know, so mm, a lot has been made about. Uh, the booking of this show, you know, obviously from mm -hmm. the fact that Ring of Honor was trying to do it and Vince supposedly blocked it and then it was show was mm -hmm. off and then it was back on New Japan was attached, all this sort of stuff. Um, right. And, you know, there's been a partnership between Ring of Honor and New Japan for a number of years now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, New Japan is I think is, we're looking at like seven years of partnership now. Right. Like it's been a while. Yeah, and, and New Japan is making uh, much headway in terms of U.S. exposure. Ring yes. of Honor, you know, uh, clearly uh, 
peak. I don't want to say peaked, but you know, hit a hit a hit a mountaintop with uh, with the elite. Um, you know, doing their shows and helping them. The elite helped take them to another level. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Right. Or, you know, to 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 say here, but pairing with New Japan, you know, and when these tickets went on sale, you and I specifically were talking about. This, oh, great! We'll get to see Kenny Omega. You know, and we we expected mm-hmm. um, at the time when these tickets went on sale, which was back in like August, September. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, like, okay, this could be great. And then, you know, lo and behold, as we all know, those guys did not re-sign with Ring of Honor or New Japan. They went to start AEW, so those guys were off. So what ended up happening, uh, happening from what I can tell, is a lot of people who bought tickets expecting to see the Elite um, yes. put them up for resale. Yeah. So whereas you and I paid around $140 for a 200-level seat, at Madison right. Square Garden, uh, my buddies Eric and Derek on the day of or day before Friday paid, I think, t- under thirty dollars with taxes for yeah. seats in the same level, two sections over. Yeah. Uh, now, now look, it's not to say because there was a lot of speculation leading up to the show. Uh, I think the number was something like four thousand tickets on mm-hmm. reseller sites. That venue was packed. It was. It was. Now. It, it, yeah. The gate probably not as much as they'd hoped, but it was crowded. Well, I mean, the gate, the gate was the gate. They sold, they had already sold the ticket. Well, I guess the the take, I guess not the gate. I don't know the the. I my oh yeah, they, now, they already sold. It was resale. So yeah, was because these were okay. these were resellers. The yeah, reseller, yeah, yeah. like the resellers market, got true. fucked true, on this true. one. That that's really what where yeah. the the problem was. Minus the sections of of the arena that they killed for production, right? Uh, it looked absolutely filled. Yeah. Um. So. Yes, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling paid played to a sold out, completely filled out Madison Square Garden. Can't yeah. take that away from them. Right. Could they do it again? I don't know. And and part of it has to do with that dichotomy of the two companies and what they chose to present on the card. Right. And really was the the dichotomy was no more stronger than in the opening of the show. We had a fun six woman tag, uh, which was some Mm -hmm. women of honor stars and uh, stardom stars. But the proper start of the show was the honor rumble. Right. And uh, we were really looking forward to this to see who they would throw into the mix. And basically you had new Japan legends and all stars Mm -hmm. and random fucking dudes from ring of honor. Yeah. And the that, the, the, the yeah. discrepancy between the two levels of performers was very noticeable. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, everybody pops for cheeseburger, you know, cheese, absolutely. Cheese, cheeseburgers fun. Um, but there was there were a lot of people like, you know, uh, oh, it, who's coming out next? The, the clock is coming down. It's like, oh, it's TK Orion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's half coast to coast that right, guy who i had never even heard of uh yeah. meanwhile you know new japan is tossing out jushin thunder liger and the great fucking muda um yeah. you know holy fucking shit the great muda showed up at yeah. msg he wasn't yeah. even announced for the show no. he isn't even aligned with new japan anymore mm. uh but he was in town and they booked him and they gave us a spot and, and again a perfect a perfect example of what the show was. They gave us Jushin Thunder Liger and the great Muda facing off against each other in the ring as all these fans lost their minds. And the winner of that showdown was Kenny King. Kenny fucking King 
one half of the All Night Express that I didn't even like back then. Yeah, yeah, really yeah like that. That's what that's what Ring of Honor had for us that evening. That 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 in a nutshell was a perfect example of it was a microcosm of the night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's not to say there weren't amazing moments. We got to see Minoru Suzuki come out. Uh, yeah. Although apparently it got edited on the New Japan World broadcast and the Honor Club broadcast, which is kind of weird. We got Kazinare, uh, excuse me, Kaze Ninare and got yeah. to sing it incredibly loud with yes. 20,000 nerds. Uh, we, we got to see Suzuki and Ishii throw down. We got to see to- fucking Toriano be weird as hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we got to see Shingo. We got to see Fall Guy Bushi be the second guy thrown out of the Rumble. You know, there there were all these little things. Uh, Show and Yo, Rocky Romero, all these people where it's like, oh, fucking A, I get to see these people live. Chase Owens. Yeah. Chase Owens. <laughs> hey, well, they're, people, not all, they're not all heavy hitters. All right. People popped for him because he's a Bullet Club guy. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side of it was just random ring of honor associated human beings. Like the, the fact that the bear city brew is that his guy? There's two of them, right? There's two beer city guys. There's a beer city bruiser and and then the brawler something Milanakis. Sure. It's two barely trained fat white dudes. Yes. That's that's what I've got. It's me. They're me. (laughs) (laughs) It was three. It was two me's coming down uh, in the, in the, this rumble so and yeah hey, game respect game they are contracted ring of honor talents right they're getting paid to sure. do what they love sure. i respect that however you are being presented on the same stage as minoru fucking suzuki yeah. kiss my ass like no no yeah the, the ring of honor roster right now not super deep um <laughs> and pretty fucking dire and getting even sadder as it as the night went on yeah so so the main show started after kenny king won that cluster f um yes. so the main show starts with uh with billy o spray yes. and uh and and the monster matanza cueto jeff cobb in a uh in a match to uh for both titles it was the yes what the Rev Pro? Um, uh, no, it was the Ring of Honor TV title held by Jeff Cobb and the Never Open White Never title, Open Weight Open Weight title yeah. uh, held by Will Osprey, and yeah. this was a fantastic freaking opener. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say it was a flawless match. Uh, there was definitely like the spot early on where uh, Osprey went for a flying space tiger drop, and I think the gimmick was that Jeff Cobb was going to catch him. Mm-hmm. He caught him, but only on the way down. And then yeah. they had to bring him back up for, yeah. I think it was a power bomb. I mean, it was still fucking impressive, but you could tell that wasn't entirely what they were going for. But yeah. I mean, you know, fast moving flippy dude versus shockingly fast moving strong dude. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just a great battle between two opposites in terms of what they could do in the ring and knowing that jeff cobb a got the win b is now gonna be in the mix in new japan yeah that's awesome i i can't wait to see more of him there that that is a win for pretty much everybody but will osprey <laughs> technically i mean but osprey yeah. still looked great and and got a ton of great offense in and the crowd was hot and popped for everything so um it, it went over really well and yeah like you said uh, jeff cobb 
coming over to New Japan whenever he does for however long he does will be great because he's, he's a hell of a talent. And he, you know, I think is signed exclusively to, to Ring of Honor right now. So he's at least one of the, the more shining portions of the Ring of Honor roster. Um, but, you know, just just and I don't think we need to go through every match um, on there because uh, a lot of, you know, there were pretty much anything without a New Japan talent wasn't that great and yeah i uh, like they had roosh versus dalton castle right which was really just to get roosh over right uh a he won squash. yeah he won with three sick looking uh corner drop kicks yeah and the then he's yeah right to the mush uh yeah. and, and honestly for me i was into that i was like okay you've just yeah. made this guy you know, a made man, you made him someone that people should pay attention to. Um, but there was the, the women of honor match with Kelly Klein and Mayu Iwatani, which I picked as my bathroom slash food break match. Yeah. Uh, props too. though, to the fine folks at MSG, I got my entire dinner and I was sat back down by the time their entrances were done. So <laughs> very efficient MSG. Yeah. Solid work. Not so, not not a lot of long lines happening there. I don't know if people were just not hungry or thirsty or or what, but I don't remember waiting for bathroom or or beers. Um, I, it feels like they just have a lot of food stands and a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. Like it, compared to other arenas I've been to, it it felt like it was very well yeah. planned. Um, and well, then you, you had the, the flipsy doodle match. My favorite one of my favorite well, matches. I, I before we got to the flipsy doodle, we had to sit through a six person New York street fight. It was supposed to be oh, Juice no. Robinson against Bully Ray. No, Nanigan reoccurred where it ended up being Flip Gordon, Juice Robinson, and Mark Haskins against Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. And yeah. no, the you can hear the disinterest in Chris's voice. The crowd met it similarly, and most people were confused anyway because that's when we were all finding out about Bret Hart getting attacked right uh, at the Hall of Fame. So everybody right. was on their phones looking at Facebook and Twitter and watching the videos and and all that. So uh, the only thing I really remember from it was uh, Flip Gordon A showed up to the yeah. surprise of everyone. He and had a pop B, though. I'll give he him did. He did get the he pop. Did. Uh, but B, he took a lot of um cane shots and his back was split the fuck open. Oh, yeah, yeah, brutal, brutal cane shots. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of unexciting. And I don't know if that's just my lack of emotional investment with any of those characters. Um, or or just the fact that it was you know, kind of an average sort of street fight sort of thing. Um, I, I don't I don't know, but it, it fell flat. Um, it felt that to me. And like you said, the way it happened at the same time, all this Bret Hart stuff was happening over at the Hall of Fame didn't help its case at all. I, I, I have no interest in Bully Ray in 2019. No, me either. Uh, is he a veteran hand that can show guys how to work? Is he a, probably a good guy to listen to backstage? Sure. 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 Totally understand. Also from the ECW days, he was involved in like actually putting on shows and he understands the event side, which I'm sure yeah. is helpful for building out Ring of Honor. Cool. Awesome. I don't want to see him in a match 2019. Fucking Shane Taylor is the Marty Jannetty of him and Keith Lee. Not interested. Silas Young is a negative interest for me. Like yeah. I, I look at that dude and he epitomizes everything that I don't give a fuck about in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And I think also the fact that kind of deflated me was, you know, they did this injury angle with juice and then you, the, pump, pumping you up for a big surprise. And then it ended up being flip Gordon, you know, yeah. like when you have Ishii 
in the back and you have Suzuki in the back and you have yeah. Liger in the back and you know, all the, all these other people. That, yeah. You know. Fucking Shota Amino, the fucking young lion who looks like he's probably gonna become a big star. One of these days fucking on, uh, uh, uh streamer job yeah. by the ring all night yeah i mean have him get squashed by bully ray and then have someone come out to fight for his honor or something like i don't, I don't know yeah uh, it, it, it felt it fell yeah. flat uh all, yeah. all around but then we got then we got the triple threat flips the doodle match which was oh man which was so great that that's that's my style that's my shit right there so you had yeah. you had bandito uh from ring of honor you had dragon lee from cmll yes. and you had taji ishimori representing yeah. bullet club for new japan um and this was for the um uh junior heavyweight yeah title. iwgp junior heavyweight title held by taji ishimori right uh with less than 10 minutes which was a little surprising but it was 10 minutes of like the most insane cocaine fueled wrestling I've ever yes. seen in my entire life. And I adored it. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty confident. I scared people sitting around us by how much I was cackling with joy at the violence. Yes, it was amazing. Uh, I, it, was, it was all the flipping news that I wanted to see. Yes, yes. Uh, I actually blew out my voice laughing during that match. <laughs> <laughs> I, my throat was all scratchy the rest of the night. Um, yeah. But Dragon Lee ends up winning the IWGP title, uh, junior title, yeah. uh, and uh, which makes sense because he's been doing New Japan tours for forever. And uh, it was just like, all right, an another awesome match after a really fucking long time. Yeah, a lot uh, of peaks and valleys in the show. Yeah, and then a match that again, a bit of a microcosm, as there were some strong peaks and there were some deep valleys as we had the four-way tag title, double title match. Right. Uh, Gorilla's Destiny, mm -hmm. uh, Briscoe's. Briscoe Brothers, yep. Villain Enterprises of PCO and uh, Brody, Brody King. King. PCO mm -hmm. having a crazy fucking entrance where like they set up like a, a Frankenstein chair for him yeah. and had electricity and sparks and, and all sorts of dumb shit. And of course, our boys from LIJ, Evil and Sonata. Yes. Uh, the the Amish piss beard looks strong on Sonata. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love oh, it. Oh, oh, it's it's it's, it's terrible, it's, but I love it. Yeah. Well, you could say the same thing about Evil. <laughs> evil looks like a Halloween adventure threw up. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm into it. I'm just saying it's it's not something I could pull off. LIJ uh, as a whole got some of the, the biggest pops of the night. Understandably so, because they were in that match just fuck. I mean, that match was really fucking fun. It was, but it really kind of peaked when you had moments with Lij, when you had moments with the God. Mm -hmm. uh, the Briscoes were weirdly subdued in that match. Um, I'm I'm used to them kind of coming full force, yeah. but PCO uh, in particular was uh, the breakout star of the night, taking. Two of the sickest bumps I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my god, he got power bomb, double power bombed from inside the ring to the uh to the mat outside. Directly to the floor. Yeah, directly. No, he to he the was floor. not caught. No. He was not going through a table. He oh was not landing on on a golf cart like some people do. Nope. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if you got to see that on uh, on on last night, but uh, Shane McMahon landed on a golf cart at some point. Oh uh, no, I mi I missed that from where I was sitting. Okay, in in, in Canada. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but, and also he did, uh, the fucking cannonball where the guy gets yep. out of the way and he just on cannonballs himself onto the apron Which, hardest part of the ring. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it was a really awesome match. It was and fun. Then okay. after the God win everything, mm -hmm. shit got weird. 
Yeah, and the lines are still blurred. So they're in there um, doing their little celebration. And all of a sudden, we see some um, some 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 scrapping happening outside of the ring, and the Brisk I think it was the Briscoes uh, who yes. started uh, just beating up two people who look like well at first I only saw one one person who yeah. jumped the barricade and uh was just getting mauled by by Mark and Jay Briscoe. Yeah, some guy uh, with with uh bleach blonde hair. Right. And you know, we're looking on the because they uh, at the garden where we were, they had like a, a couple of big monitors to show you what the actual feed of what was being shown was. And we're looking up there and they're just sticking with the the celebration in the ring or going back to the commentators. Yeah, nothing... showing Toro Yano who was on the ramp right. because apparently he stole the IWGP tag titles. Right. Uh something weird there. Um but it was just really confusing. And then there's a fuck you Enzo chant that starts. And right. that's when we also collectively realized that the out of shape tall guy with him was Cass. Yeah. And then Bully Ray comes back down out, out the ramp and he starts beating on these two schmucks. Um, and we're just trying to figure out like, what, what is, is that? One, is it really them? And yeah. two, is it a work? Um, right. Or is, or is it a shoot? Because obviously we, we've we seen Enzo try and crash uh, one of the WWE pay-per-views. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was Survivor was. Series. Something like that, yeah. Um, so and we is... literally had Bret Hart get jumped by a random dude hours before. Right, yeah. Not even an hour before. Right. Um, it was very we're, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> right. So, so we're trying to figure out what's going on. I keep looking up and they're, and they're not addressing it on, on the broadcast. So we're like, I, I was leaning... I was at that point I was leaning towards shoot, but then I realized, yeah. well, wait, where are the security guards? Right. Um, that was, that was, that was tip off number one, that this is probably some sort of a work um, because either the, the Madison square garden security is and ring of honor uh, and new Japan security are the worst three security forces in the world, or we're, we're supposed to accept this for what it is. So um, I was about, uh, you know, I was about 60, 40 by the end of it, thinking it's, it's a work to a, to yeah. a shoot. Um, and not really anything official has been, well, uh, I, I was going to say that I've seen uh, that I've uh, seen our, our, our boy, uncle Dave jumped on it. Uh, it is a work. Okay. Feel, yeah. And, uh, I'm guessing this statement got leaked out by someone in creative. Apparently the hiring of Enzo and Cass was not supported by the booking team right however it was brass yes the upper management wanted them signed joe Koff, uh, joe Koff, greg geeland whoever else is involved and this is the question that i hope ring of honor asks themselves professional wrestling has throughout its entire history been filled with troubled people mm -hmm. and it's been filled with with attitude problem it's been filled with degenerates it's been filled with carnies uh hell we got to see one of them make their grand return right at the start of wrestlemania mm -hmm. uh and i'm going to hold to that no matter how many of you tell me how much history he made he's still a fucking racist prick yeah anyway these are two guys who despite the fact they sold all the merch, despite the fact that one of them is seven foot tall, and apparently that's unteachable, despite the fact that they were main event stars on different uh, shows, mm -hmm. despite all of these different things, despite all the other guys that have gone through that locker room that are pieces of shit or continue to be pieces of shit, these were the two yeah. that WWE said, that's too much for us. Yeah. You are bringing that into your fragile ecosystem that you call Ring of Honor. Yeah, which, you know, one that is not, uh, not, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of, 
it's kind of boggling my mind. Now, whether or not I heard this idea floated out that they worked this angle to uh, put it out as like a feeler to see how people would react and the people us there in attendance um it wasn't the it wasn't the good kind of heat it right. wasn't the heat that you want it, right. it, it was like oh fuck you these guys that's yeah. the heat that they got and that's that's not a good look for ring of honor especially in this really crucial stage in their business yeah. where they have to rebuild after the elite moved on and they moved on many times and and you know have made it work to get to this level where they are now you think of where they were you know you're a ring of honor fan from from way back when you see yeah. the, the smallest of armories you know with with nigel and joey samoe and and brian danielson tyler black exactly uh, Audio, all these guys who came through there and they continue to evolve and 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 build their business uh and 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 sign new people and make new stars um, and, and along the way, they've brought in some former WWE uh, guy, Bully Ray, the guy we just mentioned, yeah. former WWE guy there. Um, but like you said, it, it, it's those two guys are toxic and the, nobody really wants them around. We don't want to see them on our screen. And I can't imagine what fucking uh like you know your your normal schmucks like like vinnie marcelia or or all these all these other people in the back are are thinking with them bringing these two guys in that if they stick around are going to be in a main event angle oh uh, undoubtedly undoubtedly uh, you are you are sending a, a message uh a of what you will accept in your company yeah and you are sending a message of this is the future of the company ring of honor uh, not not to to i mean it's a wrestling podcast we're gonna sound like grumpy fans but not I, i'm trying to say this in in the kindest of ways coming from someone who literally i've been watching them since their third fucking show right i've been there you know i i i have followed i've paid attention ring of honor was built on two things it was built on the idea uh -huh. oh well yeah but it was built <laughs> on the idea of seeing the next generation of talent flourish yeah and it was seeing the talent that could have been or should have redeemed themselves. Mm -hmm. The guys who want to put in the work, the guys who want to prove to the world that they are better than the world perceived them. You saw guys like, uh, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Jamie Noble. Jamie mm -hmm. Noble came in, showed he was an incredible worker, got resigned, became a backstage agent. You had uh, like raven mike, come in mike oh, mondo mike made, made a yeah. solid name for himself in ring of honor after spirit squad yeah uh you have a guy like raven who came in and redefined himself for a new generation and made a star in cm mm -hmm. punk you, you just have these people through the years that have come in and out of that company and they either a had something to prove about themselves or had something to prove to the business you have two guys in enzo and Cass who have been out of the business for roughly a year mm -hmm. cumulative and they've done nothing. Mm -hmm. They've become complacent. They've become sad. And you're saying this is the future of the company. And on this, your biggest show. I don't need to watch Ring of Honor. Yeah. That's what I learned from this show. I don't need to watch Ring of Honor. And that fact was further compounded when Matt Taven <laughs> won their world title later right, in the night. Right. Like if you walked out of that show and this 
you know, I mean, it's not spoiling results because we're just telling you, you our road trip. If you walked out of that show, you said, okay, the next big thing's New Japan. Like, oh my God, uh, Abushi is is now the, the IC champ. Who's he yeah. going to go against? ZSJ just took down the icon. Okada is, you know, the God's in his heaven. All's right in this world. Who's going to come after him now? Will Jay White, like, try to fight his way back up and prove he's not a, a zero challenge champion? Yeah. Oh my God, there's all these interesting things. But on the Ring of Honor side, I've got Enzo and Cass. I've got Kenny King versus mm-hmm. Matt Taven and the fucking beautiful people again. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's the that's, fuck. That is the best you have for me. Yeah. All eyes were on both companies during this show. This is where new fans would be made or, you know, half-hearted fans on the fence fans mm-hmm. would become indoctrinated. Yeah. And I found out new Japan is the greatest wrestling in the world. And ring of honor is something I give zero fucks about. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're hundred percent true. It, it's, and it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know where this is going with them um, with end zone cast specifically. Um, but I can't imagine it being great. Um we we'll, we'll see. I when I'm going to do the next TV tapings, um, I would, yeah, would imagine it would be sure. sometime soon. Uh, yeah. But things have to be addressed. Uh, you know, Dalton Castle losing quickly. He was one of their rising stars, but you know, injury, uh, bitten by the injury bug, sort of things. I mean, they, they've signed a couple of people that are at least a little bit exciting. You know, PCO and Brody King are, mm-hmm. are really fun to watch. Marty Skrull, yeah, is a legitimate uh, star. I mean, hundred percent. There's no denying that. And he's locked into a full-time contract for at least a year. I think he signed, but if I'm Marty Skrull and I'm, you know what, he's probably close to six months in that contract. Yeah. They chose Matt Taven over me. And then I see fucking the soft boys roll up, uh, looking all doughy and shitty. And you know, they're probably going to get put into a main event angle. If I'm Marty Skrull, I'm, I'm fucking texting Cody. I'm like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jump, sorry, I jumped the gun a couple months ago. Will you still yeah. have me, sort of thing? Uh, it, it's it's whatever can be said is that it, Ring of Honor came out of that show not looking good. And if if Ring of Honor tried to do you know that arena again on their own, not a chance is fucking happening. Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, if I'm New Japan after that showing, because like I said, this this was a big show. You're supposed to burn your brightest. You're supposed yeah. to to put out your your aces. You're supposed to put out your best hand, and that's what they gave you one to one. New Japan's production throughout the show, they had they they gave you a true probably for the first time uh, in the states. They gave you true New Japan programming. Yeah. They gave you matchups of their stars it wasn't well let's get an american in the mix da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. they they had the video packages even had the the awesome uh iwgp uh heavy heavyweight championship uh lineage video mm-hmm. uh which resulted in one of the biggest pops of the night for just a photo of a guy who wasn't there mm-hmm. uh kenny omega <laughs> yep and one of the loudest booze for brock lesnar too <laughs> yes yes but they had their best foot forward and yeah. ring of honor tripped over their fucking shoelaces here's okay so here's what it's like it's you're in vegas and you find the the nicest most expensive um steakhouse yes you order uh the prime rib rare you know, side of all jus and it's delicious. You order a top shelf whiskey and you get a fucking uh, shit pulverized milkshake uh, to go along with it. That's that's the ring of honor to the new Japan. 
Yeah, and and the thing that was such a bummer was this fucking shoot work angle thing had everyone confused and checking their phones and checking Twitter that we all basically didn't notice Hiroshi fucking Tanahashi walking to the ring. I know, I know. It killed the momentum, any momentum that that tag match had built for the next match, which was Tanahashi and ZSJ, which, you know, was a very, very uh, well-executed uh, pro wrestling match. I mean, Zack Sabre yeah. Jr. has his style that is very technical, and, and you know, Tanahashi is the fucking ace and, and does his greatest hits. Um, and you know what? ZSJ squeaked it out uh which which got the tap uh the the pop and the tap so you know eventually they won us back but it took yeah. a good amount of time you know for people to 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 stop focusing on the shit storm that you just kicked up to focus on these two you know wonderful uh amazing performers you know mastering their craft in the ring in front of you yeah and uh, i have to say uh i mean obviously tanahashi's tanahashi there's only one yes yeah. All the credit in the world to ZSJ because I would have thought his style of wrestling because, you know, a few years ago it was looking like he's going to sign with WWE. I would have thought his style of wrestling would die in mm -hmm. front of an arena. Mm -hmm. He had 20,000 people interested in fucking wrist locks. Yeah. I, I don't know how many people, uh, maybe only one other person this weekend who did it in front of 80,000 uh, <laughs> who could make that work. Yeah. But he fucking did. So I, I was even more in awe of what he's able to do coming out of that match because he he works his style unlike anyone else. He looks yep. unlike anyone else. It's true. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. And that was a brilliant match, though it was quickly topped as we had uh, probably one 1A for match of the night as uh, we had Abushi versus Naito. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going one. This is this is this was my match of the weekend, really. Um, yeah. if, if I'm jumping the gun, because we I talked about it on the ride home today with uh with, with with my buds. Um, you know, what was the match of the weekend or whatever? Ibushi and Naito for for a multitude uh of reasons, but you know, being marks of both uh, both of those guys certainly helped the situation with their yeah. uh, you know, it's it's hard to hate Ibushi uh for any reasons, and Naito's wherever he goes in the world he's super fucking over yes. um and it, you know as soon as he showed up in the full the full suit you knew you were yeah. getting a good worker night out and man those guys just just put on an amazing an amazing amazing match it was probably one of the it was probably top five matches i've ever seen live yeah it, it's it's definitely in my top five as well and it, and it wasn't just you know the crazy spots the big bombs like the rana to the floor yeah. and and uh the the fucking knee that uh uh i mean he, he, a he did two bomba yees as a shout yes. out to nakamura but the the fucking close quarters knee i always forget how it's pronounced but that close quarters knee was Ouch. sick from abushi yeah. but the amount of crowd hype that naito was able to get out from the beginning of just taking a little long to take those pants uh-huh so great <laughs> and and, and and taking the time, you know, whenever Abushi was trying to go for lockup and slide out, and he just tapped the hands just to say, "Hey, chill out, chill out, calm down." <laughs> like A it was masterclass in heel work. Oh, it was just so good. It like I, you could not wipe the smile off my face yeah. watching that match. It was yeah. just so much fun. Uh, but like I said, it's it's very tight for the main event of the evening, which we'll get into. Um, 
Abushi's now your IC champ. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like from the card announcements today, uh, he will be defending against ZSJ, and those two always oh. have barn burners. So okay, uh, I didn't see any card announcements. This for because uh, I saw that they announced that Tanahashi and um, uh, Tenzin. I think one of the yes. other are both injured. They didn't disclose mm-hmm. what exact injuries. They uh, Tanahashi is elbow apparently fucked up his elbow in the MSG match. Okay, uh, so he's going to be getting surgery on that. So no ace for a little while. Okay. Uh, uh, it, basically there's like four or five big shows coming up. And I, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you which one is on what show, but they announced, uh, that, uh, Bushi's going to defend against ZSJ for the IC title. And Okada's first defense is going to be against Sonata in a rematch from the new okay. Japan cup. So right. should be really fun. Um, and also one of the nights leading up to it, we are getting, um, Ishii and Okada against, uh, evil and Sonata, which should be fucking great. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm all there for that. Uh, we then had the triple threat ladder match, which wasn't bad by any means. No, it was a bit lengthy. Um, yeah, I think it, I read it went 35 minutes. Yeah, they probably could have trimmed 10 out of that and made it a lot better. Um, and yeah. then maybe not had Matt Taven win, but that's, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I guess I get the, I, the, the, <laughs> the thought process behind having Matt Taven win, you know, yeah. he's a heel, he's a shithead. Nobody, you're not supposed to like him. But again, it's it's not the I don't like him because he's an interesting character. I don't yeah. like him for the opposite reason. Um, I don't understand why he's in that position. Um, right. You know, it seems Skrull seemed like the the no brainer. Uh, he was the most over Ring of Honor talent on the show. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, PCO probably second on that list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it made very, very little sense to me. And, you know, there, there was fun ladder, sp- ladder spots in there. Uh, everybody got their shit in there. There was some fun stuff. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Skirled breaking the hands of Taven. So Taven couldn't climb up the ladder was right. really clever. There was a sick elbow drop to the floor uh, through a table by yeah. uh, uh, Jay Lethal. Lethal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Taven won. And it just kind of... If that had been the actual main event, because there were rumors that they were going to put the Ring of Honor match on last, if that was the actual main, A, I don't know if I would have stayed. Nope. Uh, 100% not. (laughs) But B, just what a fucking, you know, uh, hot fart. fart. Yeah, well, I'm going hot fart on that one. Okay. Uh, That would have been. uh, But, you know, I I give all three guys the credit of working hard, but one, one third... I just can't give a shit about. I'm sorry. Just don't get it. I don't get it. I I, I had I've yet to find somebody who does. Uh, the crowd overwhelmingly not in support of Matt Taven. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you know, and not even not not in not like he's a, a overheel. Just people yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I know. But then we got the Rainmaker. Oh my God, Okada Jay White for the IWGP Heavy Q Championship. Um, just. We're going on at I think I, they went on at eleven thirty at night. It was something like that. It was it was late. Yeah. yeah, for going on that late at night and saying we're doing a traditional New Japan main event bout. We're gonna start yeah. slow, but they had the crowd eating out of their hand. Whether yeah. it was Jay White being an incredible heel while also being very smart, like I can't recall a major like high spot he did the entire match. Yeah, he basically stayed on his feet the whole match, um, and he had all these great cutoffs of Okada, and oh my god, everyone has talked about Okada as this once in a lifetime talent, this this master worker, 
and I think he's fantastic, but I've never seen him live. Yeah. Now that I've seen him live, he, I appreciate him on so many more levels. The there's a le, a, a, a barrier of language. There's a barrier of of being maybe a style that American pro wrestling fans don't necessarily get into. Mm-hmm. But all twenty thousand or however many people were there were on the edge of their seat for every near fall, every yeah. near finish, whether it looked like every, Jay White yeah. was going to win or Okada was like, it, it was like watching uh, an incredible conductor just constr- controlled the symphony of the crowd. It was yeah. phenomenal. That That's why that takes the, the win for me out of the two matches. Gotcha. Um, it's very, very close, but yeah. he really is on a whole nother level. Uh, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could describe it any better than you just said. It was, it was a spectacle, um, and in in the best way to see that level of performance and Jay White right there, you know, every yeah. step of the way, um, you know. I, I now am a Jay White fan. I was yeah. on the fence about that dude, just to think in uh, just over a year's time he went from basically shitting the bed at the Tokyo dome against Tanahashi Uh to being literally the top foreign heel. And I don't think he's going to give up that spot anytime soon. No, uh, he's 26. I know he's fucking 26. Yeah. We're failures. Yeah. You're sold. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So overall, you know, I, I left feeling very sports entertained. Um, so that's really what, what you want, you know, is one of those things. There's our first time seeing these new, you know, new Japan, uh, a, a legit new Japan show product live and it, their portion of the night pretty much exceeded met and exceeded any expectations that I had. I'm now more of a new Japan fan than I was, was going in and the, the reverse can be said for ring of honor, but, uh, but overall it, it, it went really, really well. And then we caught a, I think a $70 lift back to our hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After getting some street meat. Of course, of course. Had to you, get the street meat. You need the street meat. Yeah. Uh, I, I just went back and went to bed because uh, I then had an uh, eight o'clock train for my train home. Oh, that's uh, yeah, it wasn't too terrible. Um, we were already in access at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but meanwhile, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tried to go to bed when we first got back to the hotel and I was, yeah. just, I was too hyped up for my event. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I basically, if they had told me, uh, I know this might be true of a lot of the crowd. If they said, all right, new Japan's going to be back at an MSG on date. I would have just run to the box office and given them money. Like it it wouldn't have been a question. I would have figured out how to get there. I would have figured out what I need to do to see it because, uh, yeah, if I find out that within like a decent driving or train or whatever distance, I will go see new Japan anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And, and despite the fact that, you know, MSG is, is apparently really expensive uh, to put a show on in. Um, I see no reason why new Japan couldn't return there on their own. Yeah. And put on another, you know, great crowd and draw really, really well. Yeah. So my Sunday was mostly spent catching up on sleep because I knew I had, uh, mm eight and a half hour uh or sorry seven and a half seven hour, and a half hour yeah. wrestlemania to get ready for which i yeah. did not make it all the way through but don't worry i did watch what i missed yeah um you went to access <clears throat> and then mania so chris tell me yeah. about your sunday so we probably got back to our hotel again in clifton new jersey uh around 1 ish a.m so then we, mm-hmm. we ate our street meat because we didn't want to do it in the guy's left that would have been rude um and then uh you know kind of settled in for uh, a nap 
because <laughs> I wouldn't say sleep. I would say a nap because uh, yeah. it was around two o'clock when we when we kind of started passing out. And then we got up at six a.m. Sunday right. morning to make it to Brooklyn uh, from Clifton, New Jersey for for. Accent. Oh, man. How long was that trip? So the drive we drove there because um, okay. it was only 20 bucks to park. Plus, you know, uh, 15 and tolls or something like that. So, you know, it, it ended up, the math ended up being cheaper to, to drive there. Um, so we, we drove there, took the Lincoln Tunnel to the Brooklyn Bridge on the way over. Um, mm-hmm. Traffic wasn't that bad because it was, you know, 7 a.m. So it didn't take that long to get there. And luckily we found street parking. So we didn't have to pay at the uh, the Pier 12 uh, Brooklyn Terminal for parking. Had to walk a little bit, but that wasn't that bad. So we get into um, access and this is my second access. The first access I did was WrestleMania 29 when we went Mm -hmm. and it was at the IZOD Center, which is across the street from from MetLife Stadium. So convenience wise, this one was the shits um, because you had to get all the way to fucking Brooklyn for it. (laughs) Um, But it was set up in, I guess, this pier hangar sort of thing. It was set up in uh, they had the WWE Superstore. And then they had uh, a big main room um, with 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 cues for autographs and photos and exhibits, uh, stuff like that. And then they also had another room where they had the Worlds Collide tournament happening and a couple other photo ops and things. So they had they had some fun stuff set up in there. You know, they had the the regular, um, you know, memorabilia. They had like Piper's Pit that you could sit down on the chairs Mm -hmm. and take your photo photo ops sort of thing. You know, the photo op with the Triple H uh, pointing at you. Um, you know, a very tall Triple H pointing at. Yeah, you, it was which, a very disproportionate uh, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I saw that and I was like, that seems unfair. Yeah, I felt like Frodo Baggins next to Triple H, <laughs> next, to, next to Strider at that point. Um, but you know, they had some. They had a lot of DX memorabilia because they were in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. They had you know ring ring worn gear from uh from Taker and a whole bunch of other ones in there. So these events are always cool. You know, being a fan of pro wrestling for as long as we have, we we kind of got a kick out of that. Um, they had some fun interactive things you could call a match uh yeah. which at first i was like well i do that you know all the time on the rough house redo but patreon.com uh, slash rough podcast yeah exactly but my buddy derek uh, wanted to do it so i'm like yeah sure i'll do it with you so we we go up there and it was this was right when we went in so there was like no line we walked right up and you got to choose between like seven matches it was like i think the triple h versus undertaker their last wrestlemania one the end of an era one um there was oh god i don't remember the other ones but we chose the seven man nxt north american championship match hell yeah Uh, yeah so we need to do that one yes yeah agreed so we went up there and it was i recognized the dude but i couldn't tell from where it was the little british dude with the crazy hair that does um uh some interviews on the uk show the nxt uk show oh no shit that's awesome yeah he was there and he kind of led the you know got you in and out of the of the thing and it was only two minutes of the match um but you get to, you got to oh that's kind of lame but well i mean it would take all you know there's only a five hour sort of thing yeah that's fair so that's you have fair. to get you have to get people through and i get it so um uh, you know, you get to sit at the actual announce desk and put the headset on. So you feel official and you're, you know, you're watching it on the monitor and, and calling the action. And, you know, that dude whose name I don't remember, you know, brought, brought us in, introduced us. And then we, you know, kind of took over and, uh, you know, 
obviously being uh, a broadcast professional at one point in my life, I kind of <laughs> had an upper hand on the commentary side of thing. This isn't a slight on Derek. And he even admitted it's like, yeah, you were much better than I was. Um, but uh, even at the end, and even at the end, little British dude was like, Oh, that was actually really good. I was like, Oh, thanks man. Fist bump. And then um, nice. they give you a little card that you can put the code in on the website and you can share the the thing. I think I, I tweeted it out. I believe you did. You did um, uh, so. at roughhouse SGW. Yeah, so it, it, it was fun. That was a fun little bit. And they also had a part where you could go and do uh, a Superstars entrance. Because um, as we were waiting in line, we got in line because uh, it was an autograph signing for the War Raiders. Also, mm-hmm. uh, Christ, who was there? Uh, Jimmy Hart, Kevin Nash. And I think that was it. That may have been it. Yeah, Jimmy Hart, Kevin Nash, and the War Raiders. We're like, okay, yeah, sure. It'll be nice to, to run through those guys. Um, yeah. But the line was going super fucking slow. And they're only, they do like two sessions per access session. So when we were about uh, three quarters of the way through the line, we see Nash and the War Raiders and Jimmy Hart get up and exit. We're like, okay. All right. At this point, we had already been in line for over an hour. So I'm like, I'm not getting out of this line. Whoever's coming up there next, I'm getting their fucking autograph because I'm not coming. I'm not wasting time and getting nothing out of it. Um, so we ended up with a fucking upgrade because it was Pete Dunn. Uh, oh, shit. Oni Lorkin. Oh, shit. Jacqueline. Okay. And the Big Show. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, no offense to the War Raiders or Jimmy Hart or Big Sexy, but I think. They ain't Captain Insano. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is correct. Um, so, you know, we got up there and, uh, you know, after another 20, 30 minutes, first we had to, it was funny because we were to the side and as they were coming in, I couldn't tell if it was um, Oni or Zach Gibson because they have kind of similar builds yeah, and yeah, beards yeah. and faces and everything. And as we're getting closer and closer, we're like looking and like, you know, trying to see what they've signed on the things that people are walking by. Right, right, right. I was, like, I was just increasing my probably like, yeah, I'm, I'm 70% that's only Lorkin and we take another step up. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm 75. Like, as we got closer and closer right, to right. his face, uh, and it was like, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely only Lorkin. So, um, we got up there and we bought the, um, big $30 program, WrestleMania novelty souvenir program things, mm-hmm. um, which are great for autographs for access. We learned that last time. So Pete Dunn, you know, kept either he was, you know, it was early and he was cranky, or he just uh, were in our head thinking he was just keeping a kayfabe and was just kind of mm-hmm. not wanting to be there and grumpy and and you know didn't crack a smile for anyone who wasn't a kid. He he did crack a little bit of a smile for the kids, which was nice, 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 nice. guy that Pete Dunn. Um, so yeah, you know. It was, Quick little, you know, autograph photo leaning over the table sort of thing. Um, Oni Lorkin, hella nice guy. You know, he's, he was signing the book. And I was like, yeah, you so you're up on a 205 all the time now, huh? He says, well, he's he told me he's going to be doing all three. So he's going to be doing 205 uh, NXT proper mm-hmm. and NXT UK. I was like, holy shit. Oh, that's awesome. I, I really enjoy watching you and Danny Birch uh, tag. And he was like, oh, okay, awesome, cool. He was, he was, he was very nice. Jacqueline, total sweetheart, you know, signed her little mm-hmm. Hall of Fame page. Uh, and then Big Show did not seem like he wanted to be there. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I get it. It's, sure. it's you know, 10 a.m. on WrestleMania Sunday, and you're sitting with a bunch of sweaty fat dudes, uh, yes. you know, signing shiny photos. Um, but you know, it, it took a little bit to get through, but I think we we got the better uh portion of that. And then after we walked out of there and then there was a new photo op, the photo op, when we got in there, it was Dana warrior, mm. Kurt Hawkins and some mm. other zero. 
Um, so we're like, yeah, definitely not going to waste our time on that. We got out of that signing, and then it was Alunder Blaze, mm-hmm. Walter, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the Street Profits. Fuck so I'm yeah. like, oh, we should do that. We should do that. But then we didn't realize that there was a whole other room that we hadn't gone to. So yeah. we went into that room, um, and then we saw that Sami Zayn was doing a photo op. So. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was it was, but the other two were not proportionate. It was Sami Zayn, Raul Mendoza, and uh, Luke Menzies, um, who is one of the UK guys. So you know, yeah. Sami Zayn definitely raises the bar, and the other two kind of lower the average. Right, right. But you know, it, 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 the line moved quickly, uh, so we did get a photo with Sami Zayn uh, and the pro photos too, which, which is cool. They give you the little card; you can download the photo. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, the the session was ending, so I knew that we weren't going to make it back for Walter and Alundra Blaze unfortunately but there was um another signing with adam cole baby and um who else was there uh uh, mark andrews flash morgan webster and and you know the line was quick i'm like yeah we should be able to get these guys in so we were we were one of the last uh couple people to go through uh and get autos from those guys you know mark andrews was, was very nice i talked to him asked him when you know his when junior was having a new record out um flash morgan was super nice and then adam cole you know being from baltimore here had to mention uh, mcw to him he's like oh yeah 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 i yeah. have my experience with mcw very nice yeah. guy and sincar was you know sincar exactly so, hey, i met sincar good hey, for me yeah um, check that off the list yeah and that, and that was pretty much it. That took up like the, the four to five hour of, uh, of access there. So, you know, and then I went to the Superstore uh, to hit some merch on the way out because I wanted to get, you know, something WrestleMania wise. Did you buy the weed belt? No, good lord, no. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to. I don't have that kind of money, man. Come on. Uh, get the hell out of here. I did want to buy. I like the hoodie design they had this year. It was like mm-hmm. WrestleMania with the thirty-five and like the the uh, yeah. subway thing, um, as seen on Michael Che. Yeah, sure, I was so far away at WrestleMania, <laughs> I couldn't tell that. But uh, I wanted to buy it on our way out, and we go back to the superstore, and they're all fucking gone. All the hoodies, Aww. all the hoodies are sold out. So I'm like, oh shit! Well, there were a bunch of merch stands within access. Let me walk back over, uh, and the dumb cunt working the door wouldn't let me back in, and I was fucking hot. I was pissed. I'm like, I'm trying to give these motherfuckers money. Let me back in. Then I saw yeah. a couple cops like shoot their eyes over. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. Uh, but I was pissed. Uh, I really wanted yeah. to buy that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be on shop zone sometime later this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not already no. there. Uh, you give it a, you give it a few weeks. It'll be on super. Right. Right, right. right. So I was like, whatever. Um, so yeah, then we left, uh, then we left access. We went back to the hotel, um, and hung out for a couple hours, just kind of relaxed, uh, order some pizza just to, you know, rest up for the fucking endurance, uh, test that was WrestleMania 35. Um, Jesus Christ. we left As... the hotel around 4 p.m. and yes. took uh, we were at sitting in our seats by five, so okay. we got there, parked, walked over, got through security, made it up to the we were literally maybe a dozen rows from the top of the <laughs> of, of the stadium. So, the the Uber nosebleeds, uh, brought to you by Uber uber we were the lift nosebleeds um so we were uh, the opposite side of the stage obviously but all the way up so we what the the but the one of the bad things about it is that we had very little view of the entrance stage uh oh, so okay. 
all the special entrances, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So I'm looking forward to going back and, and skimming through the show to see all the entrances. But, you know, from what I uh, have ascertained from Twitter and what people were saying is that the entrances were not as grandiose, Triple H aside, um, right, right. than normal. And the stage setup was was just a big fucking screen. Yeah, it, 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 uh, credit to uh, a, a podcast or friendly with the fine folks at Tune Suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it uh, the Truman Show stage because it kind of <laughs> looked like when Truman hits the wall uh-huh. and then finds the door to leave the Truman Show because it was literally just this massive video panel with like yeah. a little tiny door. Yeah. Um, so you didn't miss out much in terms of the pageantry. Like the biggest pageantry wasn't necessarily the, like the only person who really had like an amazing video was um, Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Um, But like in terms of entrances, you know, Charlotte had a big one. Um, Drew McIntyre of all people had a big one. Okay. Um, I was surprised that they didn't do something more for Kofi. If I'm honest, like I, I thought that a, Lack of SOS definitely brought me down. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that as well. I was expecting some sort of grandiose to do for his entrance. I think, you know what, Uh, to counterpoint, I think the fact that this was such a determined and focused Kofi, I think it made sense that there wasn't this big over-the-top New Day sort of thing that we've come to be accustomed to. Um, But, you know, it was just them doing their bit. Obviously, when Big E takes the mic and does his intro, everybody's super fucking into it. But, you know, it showed the the determination and grit on Kofi, uh, you know, coming down there and doing that. But, um, but yeah, I think the the first match on the pre-show was was the Cruiser Doors, and that was around Mm 5.30-ish. Um... mm -hmm. So Buddy Murphy with his weird dubstep theme came out and his and- Joker outfit. I'm sure. I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically had a suicide squad style Joker okay. outfit. It was weird. Right. But uh him and Tony Nice, uh, as we probably need to start pawing through these because we're almost going as long as Mania. This has been a, a an extra long episode of the Roughhouse yeah, podcast. You're welcome. Um it was a fun match, fun little opener as yeah. uh Tony Nice got to me, the surprise win, although yes. I guess being a New York guy, it's not that much of a shock. Uh, and as well, always, that's buddy, not always the way it's been, you know, a lot. It's true. A lot of times it's been, you know, you losing your hometown sort of thing. Right. Uh, right. Most recently, the big one I remember was Bailey lost her uh, raw women's title in, in San Jose. Right. Um, to bliss, if I'm not mistaken. I believe um, you're correct. So, but yeah, on the pre-show, especially uh, I, we were terrible in our predictions. Uh, yeah. You know, just over over the first like five matches i think um but yeah, yeah buddy murphy lost the 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 cruisador title to tony nice um yeah. and then the andre the giant memorial battle royal happened well uh the women's one was first the women's was first was it yeah oh yeah because yeah, yeah. it was a tag match too good lord um yeah, so yeah, yeah the women the women's one was was first and who got the special entrances trinity Got got the entrance right. She got the field of blow, and then Naomi, Oscar got yes. an entrance. And yeah. oh yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, Carrie Ann yes. Moss got her entrance. Yes. Uh, and this was there a third woman who got an entrance. I am. I at this point, it all just bleeds together. All I can really say about the women's match was, um, I'm I, I'm not really opposed to Carmella winning, but there was like a few seconds I was like, hey, Sarah Logan's gonna win. That could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, that—that's that, where I sat with it. this idea of someone from the. I mean, even during the match, I was kind of thinking, you know, if Ruby Riot won, that could be interesting, or yeah. if Liv Morgan won, that could be interesting. When it got down to be Sarah, I was like, 
that could be different. Like it, it, there was this half second where I was thinking, Oh, they're going to shake things up. Here. Yes. Yes. And then it just was Carmela and <clears throat> who cares? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike Carmela. Right I, have, I have nothing against her right now. It's just with a lot of WWE things. When you see what they do versus yeah. the alternatives, you just kind of, oh, all right. That's true. Um, then it was the revival against uh, Hawkins uh, and Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder, which was a lot of fun. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, revival did their thing. There was a lot of a lot of good tag teaming in that in that tag team match there. And yes. you know, I I really didn't expect it to happen. I I, I it seemed like this match was so last minute that they weren't mm-hmm. going to pay it off here. That they would pay it off somewhere down the line, but. Lo and behold, they paid it off, and uh, and Hawkins and Ryder. Ryder gets his second WrestleMania moment, winning a yeah. winning a title here. You know whether or not he loses it tonight, as Raw, as we're recording this, is officially going on the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, remains to be seen. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the good guys picked up uh, another W there, or actually a a first W for for Hawkins. Right, right. Uh, then we had the Andre, which was really built around Braun Strowman and his whole to do right. with the weekend update guys. A uh, quick question for you, uh, for th- for being in a live audience. Speaking mm-hmm. from the TV perspective, I noticed and thought it was very strange that they gave the Hardy Boys their own entrance. Then they cut to the fucking. Uh, they cut to a commercial mm-hmm. then they cut to the idiots at the pre-show desk. Then they cut back to the ring and the fucking Hardy boys music is still playing. Yes. Did you want to die while that was happening? It probably went through the loop two or three times of the Hardy boys theme. And they were doing their best to keep the momentum going and people into yeah. it. We yeah. were like, my, Derek was like, was Braun pooping or something? Like we didn't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't see the feed there. So we, we're not sure yeah. what's being aired. Um, and I don't know why they would not turn the music off for a couple minutes or just yeah. do other entrances. I mean, you had a whole yeah, bunch you, of people you had, in there. You had, you know, at that point, what, like 20 other people you could have done entrances for? And that's the thing. Us there, at least where we were sitting, we had no idea who the fuck was in there. So, at you know, two-thirds of the way through the Rumble or the, the Battle Royals, oh, shit, Harper's in there. You yeah. know, I had no idea from being that far up. Um, You know, you could have done a couple of those guys' entrances, at least get them some pops or something like that. I didn't know if Kevin Owens was in it or not. Apparently, yeah. he was not. He was not. Um uh, you know, and as soon as I saw Andrade, because he was my pick to win, as soon as I saw him in the ring with everybody else not getting a specific entrance, I'm like, well, he's yeah, yeah, no, uh, I was done at that point. <laughs> um, oh, uh, real he quick, eliminated himself, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're correct. Let me double back real quick. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea why Dana Brooke was super over because she was and it was weird? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, okay. I I don't dislike Dana Brooke. I got um, nothing against her. I just I she seemed super over last night, and I was very confused. I don't know if it was just it was her and the riot. I think it was the riot squad versus her, right? At one yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was maybe just not cheering for the riot squad, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, if I had to guess, I, I'm not yeah. sure, but you know. So the the men's battle royal, uh, 
before it came down to, as one would anticipate, the weekend update guys against uh, Braun yeah. Strowman, uh, there was in particular a, a really sick spot where Harper had uh, Ali up mm-hmm. in a vertical suplex standing on the apron mm-hmm. and Braun Strowman gives the big boot to Harper, <laughs> yeah. sending them both to the floor yeah. where basically Harper shoot brain busts Ali right onto the edge of like the bottom of the announce table. It's one of the yeah. sickest things I've ever seen. It looked brutal from where I was, so I can't imagine how it looked on screen. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that was uh that was a, that was a big moment. And apparently, you know, Che and um, Jose were, were hiding under the ring. Mm-hmm. I believe they posted a video that they had, they took under the ring on oh, WWE social media today that I haven't watched yet. But, uh, but yeah, so they, they come in um, and, and Braun is, you know, doing his thing against them. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe they'll eliminate Braun, but they, they, you know, they worked us a little bit into that shoot. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then Braun tosses them both out, which, you know, it was yeah. fun, you know, anything involving a celebrity, you know, they happen all the time. Um, I give props to Colin Jost because he got tossed out. Granted, there were n- like, nine guys to catch him yeah but he got tossed out of the ring into a bunch of people he went like yeah he he went for it also he did the heel move of wearing the jersey of the top player who left the city yeah nice stuff yeah showing up in a machado jersey in baltimore you know i don't know if either guy was a wrestling fan before this but uh hey joe knows how to be a heel so solid work yeah um yeah, as we try to plow through this, show started officially with Alexa Bliss out. She brought out Hulk Hogan. Known racist. Yep. And then Paul Heyman came out. Yes. Okay. So um as 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 Miss uh Racist McRacer's pants was doing his bit, and then I see Brother. Paul Heyman just storm past no sell the fuck out of him, which was great. You know, like I needed more reason to love Paul Heyman. Um, and then you know, he starts doing uh, a great job at getting me super fucking excited for what was coming next. So he's basically, you know, you know what happens. He says, well, if we're not good, we, we can't be the main event that we're going to do this match right now. Um, so out comes the beast uh, gets all the pyro, by the way, the pyro budget through the roof. Amazingly love it all night long. That's that's it's, it's so missed. You know, like, oh, yeah, not having it for pyro all night was just it was a nice touch. Yeah, they they spent a lot of money on pyro and it it showed and paid off, uh, even though it was really fucking loud where I was in. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And the smoke was out of control, too, from it. Um, So so we get we're getting Rollins and Brock right out of the gate on the main show. And I was tired when I got there for the pre-show and I kind of snooze my way through the through the four pre-show matches. But then, you know, you get a little excited as the show is starting and then, you know, oh, oh fuck, we're getting the heavyweight or uh, the universal championship match right now. I was right, right. I was full wake. I was adrenaline was kicked in. I'm like, yes, let's do this shit. And then, you know, Rollins does his entrance and comes out and then Brock just goes on the attack and just starts mauling him F5 on the floor, on the floor yeah. and, and all all this other stuff and I'm thinking to myself, Bell never rang. So I, I knew the match hadn't been official yet. So I'm trying to run through scenarios in my head. Are they going to do the injury angle and then continue mm-hmm. the match mm-hmm. later on where Rollins, you know, comes out all banged up, taped up, and then, you know, overcomes the odds uh, to, to win at that point? Or is Brock just going to squash him and that's going to be it to get some heat to open the show? Um, but neither of those things happened. They Seth Rollins took a beating through a table or two um, and then got into the ring, stood up, told him to ring the bell and the match was on. And it was uh, the match proper 
from bell to bell was probably under five minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I believe I read it was something like two minutes and 40 seconds. It was that quick. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. it. It felt unlike anything else on the show. It, it reminded me a lot of the Goldberg Lesnar sprint yeah. from a few years ago that uh, to this day I love. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Seth got his big moment in the sun. Crowd went nuts. Crowd was hyped. Uh, it, it really set a nice pace for the beginning of the show. And uh, hey, if uh, everything we're hearing today is true, uh, that's a farewell to Brock for a while because he's going to be fighting in UFC in August. Yeah. Well, I've read something earlier today that he had just re-signed a deal so i don't know if, if it was just an unfounded rumor or if it was just brock working for more money or or what yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just something to to you know misdirect you from what was going on but uh yeah yeah i, I was super hyped for it the only if i had a complaint it's just because where i was sitting i couldn't see rollins do the the twirly of the title around yes his yeah doing the ring at the top of the ramp but i saw the gif and it, it satisfied my soul uh following up from that we had uh what was originally supposed to be the opener uh because the uh the uh title match got switched to the opener at like 5 30 in the afternoon so oh so you knew that ahead of time i, I didn't know about it uh, i just that's what it oh, came okay. out uh but i can say that this was originally supposed to be the opener aj styles versus randy orton i thought this match was actually pretty good uh, i saw some people really shitting on it online I, I i enjoyed the hell out of it no i don't have any reason to shit on it it was just yeah. it was you know it was a different kind of uh of match you know the way randy orton works is sure slower more methodical sort of way but you know there were a lot of really fun counters um in that match and uh you know was ex just expecting that rko to come from nowhere for the one two three and it you know the the big rko never really came uh, yeah we were all like oh is this going to be the spot is this going to be oh oh he's gonna you know uh springboard out of the ring and then he's going to get caught in an rko sort of thing and uh it never came we we're like oh well aj got the win so yeah cool yeah that that to me was the only problem there wasn't that big like definitive holy shit moment but right. uh, i i enjoyed the match uh then lacey evans came out and left Okay. When are they uh, going to pay that off? Never. Um, then oh, we had the, <laughs> we had the four way for the SmackDown tag titles, a match cool. that I thought was super fun. Fantastic. Uh, the bit where Cesaro had Ricochet in a never ending giant swing. Yep. And uh, Sheamus beat did, up all four six other guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Five. Lots of lots of fun. Shocked to see the Usos retain in this one. Um, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just love the match. The only other question mark I had was why didn't the bar have entrance gear? That was weird. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I got nothing. I don't know. But the match, the match was really fun. It was one of those, uh, you know, uh, just nonstop sort of fun spot stuff happening there. And I, I thought black flips was going to get the win. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I believe does Seamus eat the pin on that. I believe, uh, uh let me he see went, if this I think is... he went for a bro kick and then missed, got caught with a couple super kicks and then double yes. splash. Yes, um, Sheamus. Sheamus was the one pinned, which is fine. Uh, you know, he 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 can survive. I'm glad that Ricochet didn't get pinned uh, two consecutive nights. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I gotta say, uh, Black and Ricochet both came off like major stars, which says yeah. a lot about. The, I mean, 
I know it's it's WrestleMania, it's the flying crowd, da, 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 mm. da, da, all the asterisks that you need. To me, it says a lot about their future. Uh, I yeah. said this on Twitter. I really do believe that with time, the Aleister Black entrance can become the new Undertaker entrance. Sure, yeah. Uh, because I between the theme, between the the weird raising up hydraulic yeah. thing, I I really like it, and uh, I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the imagery is there, and both got really big pops. It was, you know, it, it's it was pretty great seeing both of them guys come down for a wrestlemania match i'm not gonna lie absolutely we had the hall of fame crew came out uh-huh. um only thing i have on this it didn't hit me leading up to this do you think it was weird that the heart foundation wasn't in, uh, inducted the same night as dx that it was the, uh i mean I, I don't i don't know the reasoning behind that i don't know if it was because anvil died or if that was uh, an original plan that was already in the works right um, had he not died i don't i don't, I don't know um i don't really you know they kind of bookended they were on opposite sides of the uh of of the stage no they weren't they were right next to each other weren't they i don't i don't remember yeah uh, just I, I i thought it was weird especially also that dx was the uh headlining well, uh you know really. uh, inductee <laughs> but it just right. it was uh, all i could think was knowing brett's history with sean and triple h i, I just thought that was kind of weird well, um, the beef is long since squashed i guess uh one would hope one one what will hope but you know brett agreed to get to come back and do this and again That's not true. sure the time frame of whether or not this was already in the works before anvil passed but um but you know it was i know i i kind of want to go back and listen to the watch the hall of fame at some point uh after you know i i detox from wrestling uh for a couple I, days <laughs> i really need the network to start offering offline downloads i would have watched uh yeah over on the train of in a heartbeat yeah because uh, there ain't no way you're streaming the network off of the uh amtrak wi-fi and i, nah, I didn't want to kill nah. my data plan that early yeah um what was after that miz versus shane mcmahon falls count anywhere i bet that sucked live um you know what? i didn't hate it live um the, the the opening of it wasn't the opening of it was really fun uh when mr miz got in the ring and and squared yes. up with shane yes. Shane being the shithead and showing him how to actually uh, square up and, and stuff like that. It got a little tough to follow once it once it moved out. You know, we had view of some video screens, um, but, you know, obviously you're paying all this money to sit at WrestleMania. You want to try and watch the actual action as much as possible. Right. Um, and from where I was sitting, the uh, uh, distance perspective was a little off. I didn't realize that the scaffolding they were up on was in right next to that crash pad. It looked like the from where I was sitting, the crash pad was a little further up. Mm-hmm. So the the geography of that to my stupid face didn't really line up. So I wasn't really sure what was happening there. Uh, but Miz kind of comes off as a big fucking stupid doofus. Exactly. Uh, whole uh, thing, unfortunately, Miz basically due to the finish of this match is now a shoot idiot in yeah. that he did the biggest uh, risk of his entire career yeah. and it got him pinned because the other guy was on top of him. Yeah. Um, the one spot that you did miss, which I alluded to earlier is there was a moment where they were brawling among the international commentary tables. You know, the ones yes. that they always like zoom out to, yeah, yeah. uh, there was Ms. a spot- table over. Yeah. Ms. Flipped the table over, but there was a spot where he took one of their teeny tiny monitors, which are adorable. Uh huh. And he hit Shane across the head with it. Shane goes ass over tea kettle over the guardrail behind him, falls, 
bounces off the roof of a golf cart and hits the ground. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know if the plan was him just to hit the golf cart and yeah. then fall down or what, but he bounced off the fucking golf cart. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that is great. One of the highlights of the match was once Miz figured out that his dad, and I think Miz got busted open by that uh, monitor or toolbox or whatever he got hit on, uh, yeah. hit with the uh, on the table, but him like coming in fire just to tackle Shane and beat him up after you know trying to hit, hit after beating up his dad i'm like that's that's some good shit right there yeah um after that match we got the four-way women's tag match uh sasha and bailey defending mm-hmm. against nia Jax, tabina the divas of doom of natalia and beth phoenix and the iconics uh billy k and peyton royce yeah um not really what i would call one of the best women's matches uh it definitely felt like uh, for as much as it's talked about that some of the women's matches are rehearsed, maybe this one need a little bit more time in the slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Iconics winning was a legit pop for me. Like I, I was very surprised and and I'm excited to see the two of them start doing the rounds on the three shows. Now stay with me here. Okay. Um, and try not to judge. Okay. I went to the bathroom <laughs> during this. It's match. okay. It's Okay. <laughs> See, here was my problem. Not knowing match order going into this, I really had to, you know, at this point, I I was three to four hours in my seat and I needed to stretch my legs and take a piss and I was hungry. Um, So I needed to get up at some point and I'm I'm weighing my options and everything that was left at that point. I'm like, fuck, I I wanted to see this match because I am a big Beth Phoenix fan and really wanted to see her uh, come out there and do it. And I I love the Iconics and uh, Nia and Tamina exist for some reason. Um, But uh, unfortunately, I had to make that hit. We made the B line. So we Mm -hmm. I think we beat most people out. The line wasn't that long for the bathroom at that point. And I, I felt guilty doing it because I am a supporter of the women's wrestling and women's division and everything. Meanwhile, some of the people we were in line for the bathroom with, not so much. Um, there were a lot of garbage, trash, uh, human beings, uh, men in the, in this line uh, besmirching women's wrestling and what, what they were happening doing out there. But I kept my mouth shut. I didn't try to start any shit. Um, just went and did my business and then got some food. And, you know, as I was getting um, some mustard for my uh, chicken tenders, uh, I hear the Iconics music hit. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. How about that? The Iconics one. Let the record show Chris will say something if it means he can't buy a hoodie. But when women's wrestling is besmirched, not so interested. He wasn't a wrestler. She was just a cunt not letting me buy my hoodie. <laughs> um, CSC security nobody not letting me buy my fucking hoodie. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> so after that, we had Gash. easily the peak of the show. Yeah. Daniel Bryan defending the SmackDown title against Kofi Kingston. Uh, one of the craziest matches I've ever seen in terms of crowd reaction yeah. at a WrestleMania. Easily the most emotional match I've seen since the original Daniel Bryan run at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. Um, the just... Daniel Bryan was such a good heel in his mat in the match. The way that he had 80,000 people eating on the palm of his hand with just like his little devious smiles here and there. And, and the, the moments where it looked like all hope was lost and it never became a thing while there was the nice little moment where, um, 
of the new day hit uh uh hit their finisher rowan. on rowan yeah, yep up down down it never like outshowed the the match proper yeah it was all about two guys going in there and telling a story and it was the culmination of everything that the new day has done yeah it was just a brilliant piece of storytelling a wonderful match whether you like matches with stories or you like work rate it, i i think it hit both like it it is it is a perfect example of what makes pro wrestling great that that you are able to to put together a match that is athletic in its content but also uh, emotionally satisfying in its result and i i was just floored by how good it was and the fact that it wasn't even something in the cards more than two months ago. Right. Um, right. The fact that they were able to, you know, think on the fly to get somebody to sub in. And then this, I don't I, call it fate, serendipity, whatever, but this groundswell of support for this, you know, this legacy act, this guy who's been here for 11 years to, to yeah. get pushed to this level and for them to lean into it, um, you know, where, where normally they would just, you know, be one and done and then move on to somebody else. But they actually, you know, Vince came out and said that we were, they were going to be listening to the fans. And if this mania doesn't prove that they've been listening to their fans, then you're wrong. Cause clearly this was a lot of happy ending payoffs at this mania. And the fact that, Rollins had won earlier in the evening. I thought for sure that this would mean mm -hmm. that either Kofi or Becky were not going to win at this point. And I, you know, if I'm ranking between Becky and Kofi, I, I would assume that since Becky was on last, that she was definitely winning and Kofi wasn't. Um, right. But I was never more happy to be wrong. And, you know, as a Daniel Bryan fan for, for many, many years, uh, he made it really hard to like him last night. Um, so yep. that's, that's a hell of a, a kudos for him and Kofi getting fired up and, and, you know, just, just showing that, that fire and emotion and the, uh, the false finishes and the reversals and ev everything about that was pretty much executed perfectly. And it, it was an amazing moment when he did it, the, the reaction of, you know, 98% of the arena, uh, or, or MetLife center as a uh, known racist said, um, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a hell of a moment to, to experience live. And then, you know, bringing the kids in and the, uh, oh my God. reintroduction of the, of the class well, classic, the, the regular WWE championship title. The only thing that could have made it better is if it was like the winged Eagle, you know, like right, that, right. <laughs> That was really the only thing I could think that would have made that moment better. And even that is so far out of the realm of possibility. It's not even a thing. But it was, it was, you know, if if we're watching this and being invested in people for moments, that was a moment that will stand the test of time without a doubt. Yeah. And and you know, just seeing, I mean, A, the the bit with his kids, like that got me. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. How could it not? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Hogan probably didn't like it, but uh, I, I know a lot of people, um, who are not into professional wrestling, you know, they mock it because it's fake. Sure. And they say, you know, what, what is the, the honor and the prestige in winning a match that you're scripted to win? Um, I, I saw an analogy that was very appropriate, which is winning a championship is not like winning a tournament or something like that. It, it's as if, if you're going to say professional wrestlers are actors, it's you're getting the Oscar. Yeah. It, it is an acknowledgement of your skill and your talent. And, and it says that you are 
are worthy you are uh equal to and and seeing just the number of people because i saw stuff getting retweeted all last night all day long see people who are marginalized and people who um had never i mean i i know the, the rock is the one everyone brings up sure. but there's never been a black champion there's I mean, let alone one that was also born in Africa mm-hmm. because Kofi's an immigrant, you know, and a lot of people forget that, but yeah, he is. And just seeing the, the outpouring of joy from people that this moment was real and, and anything that happens from here, it's, it's cherry on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was just blown away by what it meant to that moment and to see it not only reverberate among the 80,000 people who by that point had been sitting through, you know, four hours of show or something crazy and that they were so fulfilled and to see countless people worldwide get just as enveloped by it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why I love this sport period. Yeah. Phenomenal. hundred percent. But then there was the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, there was a bit of a struggle after that to, to get us back because, you know, not only had the show been going on for a couple hours at that point, but the majority of us there, you know, had already had a busy weekend. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, we were busier than probably some of the others, but there was a lot of stuff, uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff going on at that point. You know, you, you kind of spend this emotional, uh, you, you, so you bust your nut, you bust your emotional nut at some point, and it's tough to, uh, you know, tough to get the energy uh, for a second wind. Um, what match came after that? Was that Triple H? Uh, let me look back. Uh, after that was uh, Joey Samoa against Rey Mysterio. Okay, all right. So um, yeah, which <laughs> that was, was fun. <laughs> yeah, quick, dirty. I'm totally fine with the the quick tap out. I don't care if it's because Ray was hurt or not. I like the idea. Also, Ray's Mysterio outfit was fucking great yep i saw some photos of that i saw some photos of that um mysterio getting punked you know uh it it, it's fine because for a second there when within a minute of the match joe uh was eating a 619 i'm like oh fuck they're gonna punk samoa joe forgetting that mysterio had been injured and barely cleared to wrestle but then you know it, it, it it seemed pretty organic the way like you know um uh joe realized in a split second that he could put him in the clutch, the cocaine clutch and get it. And then he did. And it was lights out. I'm like, fuck yes, that's amazing. One, because it saved us uh, 15 minutes from the the total runtime of the show. And two, because this was Samoa Joe's first WrestleMania after being with the company for like five, five or some years. And he, he got his big moment and I was fucking super stoked for it. Yeah. Um, And you know, uh, I I can't wait to see what to do with him next. Cause now Samoa Joe is a monster. Full stop. Yep. Um, I, I don't know who they're going to line up with him next. I don't know what the story is next for him, but I'm intrigued. And Hey, that's what WrestleMania is supposed to be. Payoff mm-hmm. stories, build to the next ones. Uh, after that was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, it wasn't bad, but there really wasn't much to get excited about. I thought it was cool that Drew had the big entrance and everything. Yeah. If this was supposed to be something to kind of anoint him as a top tier star, I didn't see it, which is a bummer. Um, and Reigns was fine. Unfortunately, it looks like fans are not going to uh, refrain from going back to their old ways with Roman Reigns. Well, it, it didn't. The match didn't translate super well live. Um, it could I don't know if it was just because it was just a regular wrestling match without that great of a, a build-up story to it. Um, you know, 
I don't know. There wasn't the much to it. It, it, it. To 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 say from the TV perspective, there wasn't much to it. It okay. it was it was a raw main event in the middle of WrestleMania. Yeah, that's I I've heard a, a bunch of different people say that. So yeah, I I, I agree. Um, but in our section, you know, there were there were some boos, but then a fair amount of yays. I, I don't really think WrestleMania is a good um, place, a to good gauge where yeah. Roman Reigns is at this point. Uh, you know, next week when they get to somewhere off the coast a little bit and all the, the fly in people are gone, you know, depending on where they take Roman Reigns, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. But yeah, it, it didn't go over super well live. And I was just like, okay, at that point, uh, cause I wasn't into that match and Drew wasn't really setting my world on fire. Neither was Roman. I'm like, okay, let's move this shit along. After that, I believe it was Corbin and, um, uh, before Ang- that, before that we had the Elias John Cena bit. Oh God! How could I? How could I dare With forget the return of Thugonomics, John Cena? Which I admit I marked out for. I don't know why he now has the powers to summon old timey newsreel footage, but I marked out for the return of the Doctor Thugonomics. They had me when Elias was playing a song with Elias and Elias. Yes, that yes. chef kiss, <laughs> gorgeous. The fact that every single one started with "Hello." My name is Elias. Yeah. Like, it's just okay. outstanding. I'm like, oh God, give me like a xylophone. Like go through all right, these instruments right. to do this big to do. Elias on a tuba. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would have loved that. But what they did, the Elias bit was great. And then when Thugonomics popped up, I was like, oh my God. Like not, yeah. not, you would have asked me for a thousand different scenarios of what would happen at that point. Professor or Doctor of Thugonomics coming out would not have been on my yeah. list. Um, but it was great. You know, Cena. You know, it, it's kind of it's it's funny seeing John Cena's face in 2019 doing John Cena from 2003. Uh, yeah, yeah. Midlife crisis. John Cena is interesting, right? It, it is. 2019 is wild. Um, but uh, the fact that he cut like a TV 14 promo on Elias talking about playing with yourself and nuts and all this other sort of thing. Like piece of shit zoo. Yeah. Piece of shit. Zoo. Yeah. That was, that's a solid line. Uh, I was, I was into it. I thought it was a great use of Cena, a great use of Elias. Um, I, you know, it kind of, it kind of got a little more energy into yeah. the, uh, the pop from, uh, from Cena did there. There aren't many storylines in professional wrestling that I kind of want an oral history of. This is one of them. <laughs> I just want to know. Who threw it out? Yeah. Was it was it Cena? Was it Elias? Was it fucking Vince? Like I I, I, I need to Bruce? know more. I need to know more. Yeah. Um. Then I'm, we did. Oh, I was okay. gonna say I'm happy that Undertaker didn't come out. Yes. Strangely enough, no Undertaker at all. The entire Yay. show. So then we had Triple H versus Batista. Batista uh-huh. comes out with his fucking Tokyo Dome level entrance riding uh-huh. on a Hummer. Yep. Uh, something you probably didn't see live was in the front row with gigantic signs for him was uh, Kumail Nanjiani and uh, oh, really? his wife, Emily Gordon, because they're in the movie Stuber together. Oh, that's um, awesome. They they pointed it out on screen. Uh, well, they were stalling for time, I think, because they had a. I don't know if you guys if you saw this, but yeah. the the Escalades or whatever that he drove out in on, um, they were having a tough time backing them in, <laughs> back, back into where they came out of on the stage. The yeah. one the one got in real quick, but the other driver just did not know what the fuck he was doing. He had to like it was it was like Austin Powers in the in the uh, oh, the hallway on the golf cart thing, just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That's why it's it, like when I parallel park. I understand. Yeah, that's, why it went, <laughs> that's why it went a little long on his intro. And then, of course, Batista trips getting into the ring. Ah, uh, Dave. 
<laughs> By the way, he has some gnarly looking new tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> His tattoo taste has always been a little sketch. Some of these, oh, oof, yeah. not very good. But well, well oh it, it kind of covered up the Godsmack sun around his belly button, right? Right, right. Yeah. That's true. But him having to, like the Mount Rushmore of his dogs on his thigh is kind of <laughs> weird. Um, I, I got to <laughs> say, here in the old uh, uh, I Walk Alone theme was fucking dope. Agreed. That, that and is... with, with the pyro. Uh, to to double back, that's my one gripe with the production of the MSG show. None of the themes felt like they were like really intensely loud. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It, it didn't like, really, it, yeah, it didn't really uh, invoke that visceral feeling. Yeah. You know, even even in the battle royal, uh, you know, like when Liger's music hit, like we got the pop, but it seemed, I, I felt like it wasn't the the pop that it deserved it, it felt subdued like yeah. when fucking uh osprey hit like osprey's yeah. theme is a fucking banger of a theme i was yeah. expecting like that first intro to hit like a punch yeah it's really like did. oh okay they're playing it but yeah. meanwhile over here fucking dave's butt rock just blasting through <laughs> the arena in new jersey not on the outskirts of new york city like they kept saying throughout the show oh, right it's fucking uh, jersey, bro. We exactly um but that was awesome. And apparently the, uh, I saw on Twitter, there's a video where uh, Xavier Woods was like marking out super hard yes. and singing the theme in gorilla, yes, which I is saw that. great. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Then triple H comes out. He does triple H fury road. Yeah. Uh, Topical, uh, including a hood ornament that I'm 95% sure is supposed to be Vince McMahon. Oh, I, I couldn't tell from that far yeah. away. I just saw like this big Dragula roadster come down after a really yeah. long extended. Going all of five miles an hour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> so you never they, go to top motorhead playing Yeah, So why even Right, try? right. So they have the match and the first five minutes of it makes me think that like Triple H got a best of Nick Gage comp or something. Yeah. Because they're just doing sick fucking shit with with tools. Yeah. And they had this bit where Triple H pulls out Dave's nose piercing. Pliers, yeah. Which by the way, don't know how they faked that because Batista wasn't bleeding at all. I don't know no. what they did, but hey, that's some sleight of hand shit, which you know it, it made me a mark for 30 seconds. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um and so I was like, oh, my God, if this is what this match is going to be, just some like creepy, violent shit on the show. Awesome. But then it turned into the Triple H work rate machine, which means he has to go 35 fucking minutes and I need to care about none of it. And the night just started to fucking drag. I uh, fell asleep for about 10 minutes <laughs> in the end of that match. Uh, it, I, I, I tried, I tried to stay with, I was just so fucking exhausted and they, it was really doing nothing to keep me engaged, um, in the match. So I, I, I just, I kind of just nodded off for a little bit there, but then I popped it popped when I heard, you know, heard the crowd pop for the, the pedigree and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately that wasn't, uh, it wasn't really what I was hoping for with that match. Um, but trip some like. Come on. trips. We love you, man. Like you really redeemed yourself for for us Smarkage uh fans over here with NXT yeah. and everything you're doing. Um and we like see we like seeing you at Mania, but not in a 35 minute match. Like completely unnecessary. Don't completely go unnecessary. 15, you know by the way, I, I say this as we are rounding into hour number two of recording this podcast. Well, 
there was uh, a look, lot. we've got a lot to cover. We're trying to tell you what happened during uh, 12 hours of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and our hot takes on it. Yes, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> Triple H ends up winning. Dave Batista does a very tasteful farewell speech on yeah. social media. Yeah. I really wanted Dave to win. I really wanted Triple H to be gone because this means there's still the looming threat, which granted there always would be, but there's still looming threat of another Triple H match in the future. And it's going to happen. It'll happen at some uh, point. I I know we all love Uncle H now with his NXT kids and everything else, but someone really needs to pull him aside and say, Hunter, you do not need to do a 38 minute match in the middle of a seven hour show. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that were frustrating, you got to miss this, Chris. Uh, if you do decide to watch the Batista Triple H match. Mm-hmm just mute it because Shawn Michaels is on commentary and for every bit of good he did during halftime heat. Yeah. Uh, he lost all of the oh, goodwill no. just being like one of the worst commentators I've ever heard in my life. It was really bad. It was like making bad jokes or just not being good at commentary. Yes, it was, it was <laughs> terrible. Um, so then after that, we got Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin won clean mm-hmm. as a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing else happened. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you know, Angle barely got full rotation on that moonsault, but he did. Angle looked like shit. Yeah. I was going to say he looked really bad. He was not. It was time. He, it was time. It was absolutely time. Uh, he seemed to be a little out of sorts i don't know if it was the emotion or he just didn't really know what he was doing when he cut his little promo afterwards um it was kind of sad at at this point in the show i'm starting to get delirious so i'm thinking to myself you know we we'd all kind of worked ourselves into thinking that something was going to be there's going to be some kind of swerve to this uh match one way or another and i was thinking to myself okay what, what, what could get me emotionally invested back into the show? And mm-hmm. I came up with the most ridiculous sort of thing that at the time I thought was actually possible, which hearing it now is like, there's not a million, you know, not a chance in a million years this would have happened. But my idea was he beats Corbin clean really quickly. And then says, that's not good enough for my final match. And then uh, Ikari no Jushin plays and then Jushin <laughs> and has a match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Cause I'm like, okay, all right. So Liger's in town, right? And uh, <laughs> he's on his farewell tour and this is WrestleMania. And uh, you know, this, if, if you're going to throw out Liger without promoting it, this is the place where you want to do it. And, and, and all these things, you, the stars aligned in my head, but uh, you know, hearing it now is the reaction. Your reaction is correct. Uh, it would have been great though. <laughs> Uh, after this, we had for the IC title, the demon Finn Balor going against the champion Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm I'll, I'll just say it. Basically, the match started and I know it didn't go long. Right. But the minute that Bobby Lashley took control back of the match yeah. and I realized that Finn was not going to win in a three move squash. I turned off the television and went to bed (laughs) as much as I wanted to see my girl, Becky Lynch win both belts. I was just done. I could not take any more professional wrestling. I, I, I was beat and Hey, Finn won. Good for him. That's cool. The demon's still undefeated. Why he didn't do this against Brock Lesnar will be a mystery that we 
Ask for the ages. Because Brock Lesnar wasn't going to was, was slated to win that match. So that's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous, and it really doesn't make sense why he doesn't just come out as a demon all the time. Then, yeah. But, and but, also, I don't know, understand the difference between how the demon wrestles and how Finn Balor wrestles. The and same how exact exactly. Moveset. Exactly. I don't know if there's more, you know, if his HP and then and, and PowerPoints go up when oh, you, right, right, you know, sort of thing. I don't, I don't know how that works. KG but. Mudo is not the great Muda, guys. There's differences. <laughs> They're subtle, but they exist. Right. One also likes to use a spike and makes guys bleed. And I know it's 2019 and we don't do that, but come on. Yeah. Um. Then apparently we had, because of course it's what you need as the minutes are ticking toward into the next day of the show uh fucking carmella and r-truth do a dance off it was a dance break it was just uh you know uh, alexa bliss came out and did you know you guys have been here for a while i feel like you guys could use a break and then dance break and blah 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 you know couldn't they have made like the arena like rain down kit kat bars from the sky or something <laughs> like it didn't I'm, last that long it was only a couple minutes at that point, every minute fucking counts. And I, 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 I know. day number two of WrestleMania. Hey, you said you wanted a two day mania. You fucking got one. I right. What, what I should have should have asked the monkey's paw more clearly. Yes, you should. Have. Um, <laughs> but then you had the main event and uh, the pageantry was in full effect. Uh, Charlotte yeah. Flair getting her Ric Flair-esque helicopter landing uh, yeah. to, to the match. Uh, Joan Jett played out Ronda Rousey uh, and the man just came down full of piss of vinegar because that's yep. all she needs with her sweet game of death style uh, leather jacket. Um, yep. The match itself left me wanting a bit, uh, knowing how good uh, Charlotte against Ronda was mm -hmm. knowing how good Becky and Charlotte has been. Um, I was hoping for more out of it. it. It felt like it never really got to that, you know, that, that top gear. It, it felt like it just kind of meandered for a bit. Um, there were some fun spots. I enjoyed the, yeah. um, them tossing Ronnie out, um, uh, out of the ring. She landed tough, her low, lower back on the apron and then, then to the outside. Um, I, I do hate, 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 hate with a passion, the double arm bar bit that, that mm -hmm. Rousey does, uh, cause it just makes no logistical sense. I mean, the arm bar, you know, itself is still, yeah. You know, I know that there's a way to do it that it actually hurts, but right. it just doesn't look like it does. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, and trying to do it on two people at once is just really asking a lot of me to suspend that disbelief. Um, but, you know, them, uh, you know, powering up and slamming her down a number of times was really satisfying since Ronda Rousey is such a garbage human being. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, really satisfying watching her uh, take some punishment. Yes, that that was nice. Uh, Charlotte did a dope Spanish fly. Yes, um, yes, you did. Uh, there was there were some fun character bits, including Charlotte uh, fucking throwing a back fist at uh, Rhonda, uh, and the fun Rhonda bit with uh, the table. Uh, there's mm -hmm. your table, bitch. Was uh, pretty fun. Um, the finish. Mm. Up for debate uh, right now, I guess. Up for debate, yeah. Depending on who you listen to, either that was a botch or that was a legit finish. Uh, Uncle Dave said it was legit, and it was Paul Heyman's idea to not have Ronda tap to save for a match further down the line. I mean, 
uh, I'm fine with it either way. I mean, the the bottom line is Becky won, but you know, being there and especially being from where I am, you know, uh, trying to watch and follow what's going on. And we see like the crucifix and then like, we couldn't tell whether or not it was a three. And then, you know, we heard the bell like, she did it. She did it. And everybody's looking around and then the music. He was like, Oh shit, she did it. And then uh, there there was, you didn't get that immediate pop because people were kind of confused as to what was going on. So you, you, the 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 moment, the big payoff moment was was not as as big as you'd hoped. Right, and 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 that's that's sort of how I felt about the. That that's why for me it felt like the match didn't hit that that fevered pitch that yeah. that last year because you know and, and I recognize apples and oranges when you look back at Jay White versus Okada earlier in the weekend. And how for every false finish, even though, you know, you kind of knew that it was going to be Okada's moment. Yeah. You ate every false finish because it came so close and so Mm -hmm. close and so close. And for this to be kind of like a weird surprise roll up end, like that everyone thought for sure Ronda was going to kick out of. Yeah. uh, Because it wasn't, you know, a disarmor or some crazy new finisher from Becky or something like that. It it deflated it a little, but Hey, we got Becky two belts and, uh, you know, uh, she's in a good spot and yeah, uh, it, it was on up until the end of Kofi Brian, I think probably the best WrestleMania in years. I mean, I think overall it's, it's one of the better of the past, you know, uh, half dozen or so, you know, this and 30, I think are probably two of the, two of the better ones the past, you know, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a very good show, even with that second half super dragging. Um, but, but I mean, I guess if you, if you have to look at it objectively as to what happened and how it happened, yeah. Time, the uh, time will do it favors. Oh, hundred uh, percent. You know the fact that we it was just an, an exhausting thing to get through, and we can have a talk another day about the pros and cons of of either shortening the card or doing a two day legit two day WrestleMania sort of thing. Um, but it 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 was a lot of to ask of people <laughs> to sit yeah. there for that long. And yes, it's WrestleMania, but the allure and buzz and and excitement of WrestleMania can only only take you so far at at the crux of a really long weekend as is. Yeah. The, um, go ahead. The, the the short version I will say to that is the the appeal of you know to take it outside of professional wrestling um, to to look at the appeal of um, what the NFL does uh-huh. is because there's 16 weeks and those 16 weeks count. Yes that's the reason why they are ahead of the NBA, the NHL, MLB, where the schedule is incredibly lengthy. Yeah. And I feel like when you have a show this long, it makes those key moments stand out a little bit less because you aren't as engaged with them just as much as having only 16 games that you can pay attention to versus a hundred plus, you know, when there's so much, it oversaturates and you become less interested these moments were remarkable. Becky Lynch won both belts in the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible moment. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, incredible moment. There are all of these amazing moments. I mean, even, uh, you know, Kurt Angle saying farewell on paper is an incredible yeah. moment. Yeah. And 
you know, there will be video packages that show this as one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, I'm sure. But in reality, it was a fucking slog at a point. And that will... Home. <laughs> and I was at home, yeah. Um, <laughs> that will, over time, hurt the legacy of what WrestleMania is if they keep doing this year in and year out. Less is more. That's, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. You know, uh, either, either I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but um, seven and a half hours on a Sunday night is not the answer. Totally agreed. Anyway, you slice it. Uh, credible weekend of professional wrestling. I still have to get caught up on takeover and there's yeah. some standalone shows that I still want to see. Uh, the, um, uh, the Joey Janela shows sounded like they were fun. The blood mm-hmm. show sounds like it was fun. Um, you know, just, random shit that I'd love to check out. Uh, will I ever get to, I don't know if they keep doing seven hour pay-per-views. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but, uh, really once in a lifetime experience, whether it was a G one or WrestleMania or yeah. even meeting everybody at WrestleCon, uh, an incredible night. And, uh, we're back on the road again, uh, as the, uh, I guess the new season of WWE is kicking off literally as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff happened, more stuff happening. Uh, you know, we'll get into takeover on next weekend show and, and obviously the raw and SmackDown after mania, uh, we'll, we'll get into that as well. And, and, uh, you know, try and see where, where things are going. And, um, we appreciate you dealing with us for, for a two plus hour, uh, recap here, but we wanted to get everything, uh, while it was fresh in our head. And while we still remembered that Hulk Hogan is a racist piece of shit. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. For over 37 years, your source for all things Lucha Libre is Renta Lucha. Renta Lucha. Our Lucha doors do front flips, side flips, back flips, cross flips, under flips, over flips, and every other type of flip that you could ever desire. Renta Lucha. Our Lucha doors will entrance, amaze, allure, and arouse you and party guests for any occasion. Weddings, breezes, or Texas Tornado Tag Team Matches, our luchadors are second to none. Renta Lucha. Renta Lucha.